to the Giant Dwarf Podcast, a podcast about peace of war and a lot of other stuff. Hello everyone and welcome to a special episode of the Giant Dwarf Podcast. It's actually a crossover episode, uh, or maybe a Christmas special, we can call it. A Christmas special. Oh, like the Star Wars one. (laughs) And uh, today we are the Unplugged Dwarf. Yay! We have a Wookiee. We should have a Wookiee on. We have a Wookiee, and his name is Mike Rossi. Yes. (laughs) Do the Wookiee's voice now. (laughs) So much more Ewokie than (laughs) Wookiee. Probably. So how are you doing, guys? (laughs) Yup, not. Uh, doing good doing good this is getting off to a great start i like it yes. yes so you maybe introduce yourself uh, if uh, someone are listening in for some weird reason do not listen to the unplugged radio yeah sure um so i'm a uh, jake cherapika i'm one of the hosts of uh unplugged radio that's um, that's the extent of your, of your intro of my, really uh, way to go I like I like reading a lot. No, um, so I've been playing Kings of War since uh, Second Edition came out, um, and I'm one of the organizers for the U.S. Masters. So I'm pretty involved with the community, but mostly more of a hobby gamer than I would say like a good tournament player. <laughs> cool, nice. Uh, I'm Mike Rossi. I uh, I've been playing Warhammer since 1996 five somewhere in there and then when warhammer went down the tubes i jumped to kings of war and it is I've said a bunch of times it is a much better game it's everything i wanted warhammer to be you know um i am also a rep for the uh u.s masters for the northeast region and uh that's about it i mean it's but anybody who's heard our, our podcast knows that i am not a hobbier a hobbyist i prefer playing the game um thinking about it mathematically and logically and etc uh, i'm an engineer yeah by trade, you know, and uh, teach martial arts at night. So That sounds cool. like, like a superhero introduction, and I a teach little bit. martial arts at night. <laughs> Dude, it's, if, I, if, if only I was a millionaire, or a billionaire, then I'd have it, I'd it all sewn up. This is a secret origin, revealed. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Origin story. Hmm. Who knew? Is, is that why yeah. you're like the, the warrior or something? You have these nicknames that you sometimes use on your podcast. Yes. Yes, that is, that is why. And... Uh, hmm. So we, I'm not really sure why, why what Jake's kind of, the magician uh, still, but <laughs> it's because I'm the bearer of the knowledge, right? <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Or maybe it just looks the most like Harry Potter. Yeah, but probably <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Mike, what kind of martial arts do you teach? I do. Um, uh, it's a, it's a classic Japanese or traditional Japanese karate. It's it's based off of Kyokushin, if that means mm. anything to anyone, but. It's a lot of kicking and punching and getting hit, and it's really yeah, good cool. when you're 27. Uh, it's not so good when you're 44. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, actually, an uh, unknown fact, I think, about me, I actually have a black belt in Taekwondo. Oh. I, have one, I have one of those, too. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, you I can got, fight I got that it out. If you, yeah. <laughs> we can duke it out if you ever, if we ever meet. Huh. If you guys That'd be epic, awesome. Like fight music plays, yeah. lightning bolt comes, strikes the it, ground. It will be only high kicks followed by um, like uh, thigh pain. You know, if you when you stretch your thigh, <laughs> you win. If it's high kicks, it's all relative. Yeah. Remember, so the drunker Mike gets, the more he does jump kicks. 
at tournaments, which is hysterical because Mike is this like five foot tall, you know, five four guy. You oh know? my god, five six, five, <laughs> five six, six and a quarter, five Sorry. six and a quarter, Jake. Sorry, <laughs> who knew this small? That's you measure perfect. quarter inches. We are the <laughs> five foot seven club right here, so nice. you fit right in. <laughs> there it is. Well, is Jake the tallest one? Uh, I think Jake. I think you are right. Um, I think so. John might be the same no, height as me. Like amongst us four right now. I mean. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I'm 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 six foot. Right. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we you met got some it going guys on. From, uh, we met some guys from Canada who listened to the podcast at um, mm-hmm. Crossroads, and they thought that I was basically Mike because they're like, "Chick sounds like a small guy," and then Mike walked up and started talking. And they're like, "We thought you were like six wow. foot tall." <laughs> you didn't tell me that. It's <laughs> amazing. It's amazing. You sound taller on the radio. That's good. <laughs> we all, yeah. me and Lars, always say how, how people who are six feet they got it going on. Yeah. Everything is made for them, like uh, yeah, um, it's so easy for them. Buttons Seriously. on the walls. And I was thinking about this uh, on the bus uh, over actually because I saw some uh, junkies, yeah. you know, out in the center of Oslo, uh, driving by. Uh, I was driving by them, and um, they're always quite tall, right? So I, I have this theory that there's always all these junkies are like former rich kids, and they're like. <laughs> Fairly popular with the ladies because you know they're they're tall they're six enough. Six feet yeah. plus, yeah. Right, so, uh, and that's just a trap, isn't it? Um, like uh, you you <laughs> got it with the ladies and you don't have to worry about anything, and then you start with drugs and parties and all that, and then you end up like uh, as a junkie. What are you trying to yeah. say about me here, Lars? It's only it's only a matter of time, Jake. It's only a matter of time. Well, you're hanging out at the library all the time, so I assumed you you know you're some sort of junkie. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Exciting. Well, um, yeah. that was the introductions. Uh, so we're <laughs> we are very happy to have uh, Jake and Mike with us today. Basically junkies. This, yeah, but we're all junkies for Kings of War, mm-hmm. aren't we? There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so uh, why don't we start with the local news? Ooh, my favorite. Ooh. It's local. But now we're local in two different places. Yeah. So how local do we want to go? Um, so, well, for example, you guys, uh, do you live in different cities? Yep. Yeah, we it was about seven, seven, seven hour hours drive. apart. Yeah. Holy us. shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's going on in your hometown, Jake? Hmm. Um. And what? And what is that? Which city is that? <laughs> so I'm from I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Nice. Um, the wire. Close. Yeah. Exactly. The wire. That's what it's known for. Nice. Speaking, speaking of junkies. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you were onto something, Lars. Yeah. <laughs> it's a clever segue. Um, really, not a lot going on here. There was a one day yesterday that I couldn't attend because of work. Um, it was called a Canadian Christmas, and Ray Shields put it on. Uh, it looked like a really good time. I jealously looked at updates online as I worked. <laughs> um, Ray Shields, who's from Canada basically invite guys over to his house and he and his wife made a Canadian Thanksgiving meal for the whole event and nice. it was like nine people attended and looked like a really good time um, and then we've got you know uh, Siege of Augusta coming up in G- January um, but that's down in Georgia so it's like 13 hours for me so I guess it's not quite local um, but a lot of people from my area are attending that and then we got the Masters coming up it's pretty much that's local for me. So the, there are actually some one days and stuff sometimes in in Baltimore. 
Yeah, we um we have a pretty active group in the like Baltimore DC area. Um because it's weird so like Washington DC is like an hour away from Baltimore, so you have this weird like suburban mishmash in between that depending where you are, you either say I'm DC or Baltimore, but we're all close enough that it, it draws from a pretty nice size pool of two population groups. Oh, um, cool. So we do uh, one days pretty sporadically, like, you know, like, I'd say like maybe three or four times a year. Okay, that's cool. That's that's something. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Um, how about you, Mike? Where, where do you reside? I live in a city called Albany, New York. It's... Uh, two hours away from any from other cool places like two hours away from montreal and two hours away from boston and two hours away from new york city um but it's you know it's nestled right in between there um we have a lot we have a we have a local group that actually has just gotten it we used to have about a dozen people playing you know regularly playing warhammer uh when that died off with people started splintering out and playing other games but as time has gone on kings of war has been the game that is pulling people back which is good Mm -hmm. so um I'm actually going to have a one-day event at my house in January for the Masters team and some local people to come and practice. Uh, (laughs) So that's getting set up. So I'm kind of opening the house for the weekend, get people up here from all across the the Northeast to play. And then we don't have a a local game store that is big enough to run an event. So this is kind of where we're at. You know what I mean? The the game stores in town or the one that we used to go to got – um, there was best for Kings of War or best for any kind of tabletop game. They used to have seven, eight uh, big tables to play on. They switched over to doing cards mostly. And so all those tables are out. They have two in the back and it's not mm. the best. So it's hard to get crowds of people to, to demo, to even demo the game. It's getting, it's, it's hard to do. There just isn't the interest from the, from the community here. So yeah. anything we do is done through like Facebook and word of mouth and stuff like that. So do you kind of rely on meeting up at uh, like tournaments, slightly bigger tournaments then? Yeah. So for the most part, I mean, one of the nice things about the tournament scene, I'm sure you guys run into this, is that the friends you meet over the, by playing the game, right? And so th- yeah. these guys that, I think as Jake had mentioned, like Jake and I go to all the same tournaments, but he's seven hours away from me. So the, right. the travel distance around here in order to get to places, it, it's an event. So right now I have the, I have the weekend set out. And uh, stashed away, I have the days, I have the days off that I need to take to go for the, to the five events in the Northeast that happen uh, already. And I'm going to okay. see these guys every time. You know, it's it's usually a four or five hour drive to get to one of these. And I'm going to see these guys, all all my friends at these, and we spend the weekend catching up. That first night is just catching up, uh, drinking, hanging out. Um, you know, it's like it's like you never left. So we, we spend yeah. a lot of time meeting up at at uh, at, at two day events. Because the the one day event stuff just doesn't happen. We'll have practice days and people come over my house and play, but that's different. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds. I mean, that's. I guess those are the greatest times. Those two days with the with extra Friday. Yeah. The Friday oh, yeah. night too. So. Yep. Okay. Cool. So, uh, but is Masters like the closest thing happening for you guys now? Yeah, or... it's it's hard because of the winter for us. I mean, nobody wants to really travel in January. You know, it kind of sucks. I mean. Uh, so what we yeah. do normally, the, the first big tournament of the year uh, usually happens in uh, April, late April, early May. And then we have an event in May, an event in June. We have an event in August. We have an event in September, November. So it's, you know, we, we hit it uh, usually in those months instead. And then things go dormant, just be like the two weeks before Thanksgiving and kind of lay low. 
And mm. Siege of Augusta, which is in January, is actually um, pretty big, but it's uh, technically in the, like our southeast region. So um, last year, I think they had over 60 players at it. It's at a historical gaming convention, so it was pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to going back to that. But that's um, sort of classified as like a master's prep almost. The TO uses the master's pack or whatever information's out for that um, so that the people from various regions can come and practice and then other people come and play under the pack too. So that's sort of the next big event for me, but it's sort of almost like a uh, secondary masters, if you will, because a lot of the Southeast team will be there. The entire mid-Atlantic team will be there. So yeah. are you, are you flying to that now driving? Oh my God. Yeah. It's like a 12 hour drive. Yeah. It's madness. <laughs> wow. 12 hours. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. You you get a different perspective over there on like d- distances and, and travel time. It seems like yeah. uh, it's 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 uh, we take we take the long travel time for granted. And I remember listening to the, the especially the British podcast. are like, oh, but it's so far away. I'm like, that's three hours. It's a three hour drive. You can do that in a day. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can you can wake up in the morning, go to a one day, or hop back in the car and come home. Like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you could. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. I think once you um. So I, the first event I went to was uh, Unplugged GT, which is like seven hours away. Um, and then I was like, well, that, that was pretty long. I don't want to go further than that. But then I started to meet people, and people were like, you should go to this event. And I'm like, all right, that's closer. That sounds awesome. And then you meet other people, and they're like, you should go to this event. And I was like, well, it's only an hour further than Unplugged. I'll go to that. And then eventually it's like, okay, the line in the sand's 13 hours. I won't drive if it's over like 13 <laughs> hours away. It's madness. Madness. Wow. But you, you usually drive, oh, well, that's maybe a silly question. You always drive in the States, right? If you're going anywhere? Um, yeah. I, I mean, like, I'm going to fly to Masters because it's oh, uh, yeah, like okay. a 20-hour drive. Um, I just assumed like uh, you you re- you almost never have a chance to take like a train or anything, right? Oh uh, yeah, no, there's, it's there's no good trains. Yeah, it stinks. It's hmm. you know we um, I think as a as a country we were built out with the idea of the automobile. Yeah, you know what I mean. We really hit our stride at that point. So and it's, it's still got such a market share of the way people think of how to get around that the few right. trains we have just aren't run well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and i guess the i mean it's so vast that you can't really build a train network that gets you where you want to go right it's, right you'll just be between big cities and you know it won't really go into the to the and yeah if there's a uh, few people who live there they probably won't build a train line sort of oh no definitely right. not <laughs> I, like i i live in a, i live in a mid-sized city as opposed to new york city boston where once you get like from the train station you get on a subway or you get on a, a bus system that will get you where you need to go. For us, the train stops at a city across the river called Rensselaer, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's all in the same metropolitan area. Right. Yeah. But from there, you can't really take a bus to get you where you want to go. So it's like, good luck oh. sucker. And it just drives off and you're hanging out with your bag or whatever. And you can't, <laughs> where you need to go. You know? Oh, that so sucks. I've traveled to, I've traveled to, um, to Ireland and, and Scotland and Britain and, and I was very impressed with the public transportation available when I was mm-hmm. over there based on the city that you're in. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just, I guess we just don't have that as a priority here. No, I mean, I mean it's a smaller land area and kind of um, it's more obvious like which cities to connect with the train line and right. that's right. often where, you, where you'll want to go as well. So it's not like you'll, you don't feel like you're like you want to get off in the middle of the ride, you know, it's like right. you're going from A to B and that's where you want to be, sort of. 
Okay. Uh, we're a bit lucky here in Norway too that, um, I mean, it's uh, like a large hill hill range, like a mountain range, covering so much of the of the country. Yeah. That um, the obvious place to build a rail uh, line is kind of close to to the coastline, and that's okay. also where all the cities are, like on the oh, okay. on a string. So the, the train just goes where people live, and you know, right. that, So it's like perfect. <laughs> so, what's the farthest that you've traveled for for a uh, for a one day, one day um, or a two day event? Well, for a one-dayer, I've never traveled anywhere, I think. Um, but for a two-dayer, the longest... I've actually took the train for eight hours to, like, straight up north to Trondheim. Okay. Uh, for a two-dayer. And, but that was, like, by far the longest I'd ever taken. Uh, mostly, if I want to drive, then I, I'll, I'll say four hours is my... Well, has, has been okay. my maximum, sort of. Okay. Um, we also sometimes take the train over to the to the west coast, over the mountains. That's also a seven-hour train ride. Sure. But, uh, it's so different with the train because we just uh, go on like four or five people and drink some beer and uh, you know just. It's sort of like a pre-hangout, right? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. We talk about lists and armies and stuff. So that's right. pretty close out to the drive. So like um, last year for Siege of Augusta, it was me, Alex Chavez, and Mike Austin driving down and we basically chatted stuff the whole time and mike was kind enough to drive and bike's not going this year so i'm driving i think alex is carpooling with me so it'll, similar style the driving's a little bit less fun but <laughs> <laughs> well if you have friends in the car at least it, uh, it becomes more cool well depends right. really uh, un un unless you're the guy who likes to sing a lot and just uh you know or if you're a bit shy about it then then right. it's better to drive alone because then you can just sing to your sing heart. Sing to yourself. I, yeah. I, I sing anyway. It doesn't matter who's in the car. <laughs> sure, very surprised. But. Awesome. Well, uh, our local thing coming up is uh, our tournament conquest here in Oslo. Yes. Uh, which I have been spamming a little bit. And I made a little commercial about it that you may have heard on the podcast. Uh, mm -hmm. That's our, um, like our biggest two-day really in Norway at the moment. And it's uh, arranged, arranged by me. Um, oh, so nice. that's uh, yeah, eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth of January. So we're we're getting close. Sweet. Yeah, it's right so, around the corner. Right. Yeah. So um, I need to start planning out like transportation of tables and prizes mm. and stuff. So I'm, uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm starting to feel a little pressure about that. But I think I have mostly, pinch. yeah, right. I'm most of it covered. And we are uh, we are twenty six people paid now, which is a new record uh, for Norway. Nice. Awesome. Uh, it's a big deal. So it's looking good. Uh, unless, you know, worst case, maybe we'll get a dropout or something. We should still land around 24, 25. Uh, and we are we are hoping for some more to sign up last minute. But uh, uh, there has been very slow. No no foreigners yet. No Swedes, no Danes. Uh, really? Actually got me a bit down. Uh, <laughs> if they don't come next year, I'm going to get... Uh, I'm going to have to make a rant and, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It, so you can invade them, I guess, and force them to come. Force the Danes and the Swedes? Yeah, just invade them and uh, you know, get there. Oh, That'll well. be part of the peace accords. You must come to my Kings of War event. That's it. I'm going to sit in your living room and eat your chips until you show up at my event. Right. Modern so, um, um, guys, uh, I have a message on my computer saying I have to restart in 15 seconds. And I have no option to pressing no, so it will, in 10 seconds, we need a quick break, okay? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, just going to happen well. now. We're going to just go offline now, actually. Sounds uh, good. That's legit. Uh,
Fuck me! I'm a dwarf! Hello? Hello? Ooh. Oh, looks like that worked. Mike, you talk. You're louder than me. I am louder than you, and it's okay. Yeah, there you well, go. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Uh, yeah, you can hear us too? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Okay, well. cool. So that was the local oh. news. <laughs> Wasn't it? <laughs> such, such as it was. <laughs> it's amazing. Yep, that's how we do. We'll probably pop back the local news during the podcast yeah. as well. So, Lars, are you looking forward to... Uh, we didn't ask you about your local news, but I guess you are uh, <laughs> a part of the conquest, uh, <laughs> I guess. There's nothing going on. I don't arrange anything, or and I don't go to tournaments or anything. Will you uh, get any <laughs> practice games before conquest, or will you just show up? No, I'm only playing Vanguard, so um, I'll just show oh, up yeah. with my uh, two-year-old uh, goblin army, <laughs> which I have not changed for two years. So okay. It's better yeah. than showing up with a Vanguard for, force to play against <laughs> the Kings of War army. <laughs> yeah, uh, that showed all, them, uh, you know, the, all the, those people I don't want to remove uh, individuals. I just show up <laughs> with uh, only individuals. individuals. Show up. Oh, nice. I have okay, no unit cool. strength. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, let's go into the global news. Oh. You guys are thinking locally, and we're acting globally. Oh, yeah. It's global. Now we are literally global now, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, Seriously. Global news. We are currently connected to the Americas. Mm, the US of A. And uh, it's it's great eh? technology today, huh? <laughs> How far we come! What a time to be alive! It it, it is super awesome. I mean, yes. I, Fred, oh. uh, Fred, how old are you? Uh, Thirty-three. Okay, and and uh, and Lars, how old are you? About the same age? No, yeah, one year older. Okay, uh, right. So I'm forty-four, and I remember phones with cords. Right? I have a phone like with cords. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's stop. Right, so <laughs> don't validate my, my mom analogy. was on one all the time. Right, <laughs> I just I, I feel I feel like, uh, but I feel like it's it's we're getting to the point where it's technology and magic are the same. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how anything works anymore. I just know that it does cool stuff. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because um, I mean, you and I wouldn't you and I wouldn't have known enough to even make the call to each other. If if it wasn't for a boatload of modern technology that got us to here, and all that technology is less than twenty years old, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's true. So it's it's amazing how fast, uh, and then how fast we just adapt to it and go. Yeah, of course I'm going to talk to a guy who's halfway across the globe. Yeah, eight a.m. Yeah, I'll get right on it. <laughs> you <laughs> know, it's amazing. Here's my server info. Just plug right. in. <laughs> Done. Right, straightforward. I don't <laughs> know how you're having trouble with this, Mike. It's, it's easy. Right. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I have no idea how a server works, but uh, it does the trick. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a series of numbers with a letter in there. So Actually, anyway. uh, as I've probably been uh, saying a little bit, I've uh, started my electrician uh, education. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and there, they, they, they try to kind of teach us like how... Uh, how Bluetooth works, and uh, kind of draw it up on the on the board, like yeah, it sends signals like in this in this frequency and blah blah. But after they show it, we still feel like it's magic, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, it's like even if you explain it, it's in, still it's incredible. It has to be alien technology. No right. other explanation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Right. And this like a lady who invented the uh, like Bluetooth technology, like Wi-Fi. Like, how the fuck did you invent Wi-Fi? Right. <laughs> right. How did you stumble onto that? <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Woke up yeah. one day, you know, 
got hit in the head with something and then was like, I've got an idea. Oh, come yeah. on. Not, not every scientist is Doc Brown, right? <laughs> come on. I hit my head in the toilet. Now we have Wi-Fi. Don't ruin this uh, perspective of science for me. Gotcha. It's how science works. That's exactly it. So we should all go hitting each other on the head and <laughs> see what pops out. Yeah. It starts with head trauma. <laughs> so uh, global news. Uh, is there anything else happening besides like Clash of Kings 19, the book? I, I think that is the biggest That's the, biggest the big story. one. I uh, not, yeah, uh, still not read it. I haven't opened it or anything. Really? Mm. Yeah. Man, you're so into Vanguard, Lars. I'm, uh, I'm not even going to mention we're, how. Uh, we're losing Lars here. He's going to go full <laughs> skirmish. Yeah. That actually <laughs> sounds like me with Vanguard. I own the Vanguard book and I haven't, I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, okay. So, and but we, I have promised Iwin, which is our sporadic co-host, mm -hmm. uh, that we will do a Clash of Kings nineteen book review with him. Yeah, sure. Uh, like last year, he is our uh, power gamer alias right. or alibi. I mean, like our power gamer <laughs> alibi. Yeah, uh, real asshole. In the same way that right. maybe you that you Mike you said yourself that you were like uh, the unplugged the radio's uh, power gamer uh, alibi. Uh, yes, but only by mm. only by comparison. But no, let's okay. be real. John John, <laughs> John is, the, is power the power gamer. Game. John is the power gamer. <laughs> Hands down, he he puts a lot more thought into the game than I do. I just With his do... his what double or triple arch fiend list. Oh they took the... <laughs> Hey, it's fun for me. <laughs> right for me exactly it's a lot of fun for me to play that oh nice yeah well i shouldn't speak i shouldn't be too uh uh iwin gets uh both he's he's both proud of his power gaming title and he also gets insulted when i call him a power gamer so <laughs> right uh, it's a double -edged sword I, I should find uh, some sort of new name for it right. well uh, so we shouldn't go too much into the clash kings book but uh so we could maybe just do a brief chat about it. Have you guys yeah. uh, like checked it out? And uh, we're going to leave Lars out of the conversation, <laughs> I guess, at this point. Right. Yeah, what he gets. I bought it digitally yeah. and actually downloaded it like on midnight the day it came out. Because um, I didn't want to wait. <laughs> and I, I also have noticed that like the Clash of Kings books, after they're no longer relevant, just sort of hang around your place. And I didn't want another book that in <laughs> right. 12 months I don't want that's, anymore. Yeah, right. that's true. That's true. Um, Bringing it back to 2017, Jake. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not happening. I, I, I like it. Um, I haven't really read the Siege rules much, um, mostly because I don't have anyone who'd want to play a Siege battle anytime soon. Um, and they're so proud of those rules. Poor guys. Like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Please check it out. <laughs> um, is some is it guys, even possible uh, to play Siege uh, games though? Is, you need. I feel like you need, uh, you know, walls all of a sudden and well, stuff I guess that you it, don't have it, hanging around. It would be high. It would I actually do have like... a, a Warhammer fortress. I, in my, uh, I, my, I, I, I do. Yeah. I do as well. I do as well. Hmm. Oh my god! Americans, yeah. right? <laughs> right. <laughs> House big walls. enough to put way too much crap in. <laughs> right. That's. Ugh. Well, much like the wall, mine's not built yet. It's just sort of an idea. <laughs> really? But who's gonna, but so who's you don't, pay you for don't the actually wall? have that then. Oh, stop. <laughs> But did Wait you minute, pay I for just... the wall, Mike? Or who's going to pay for the wall? <laughs> Oddly enough, somebody else paid for my wall. It's hilarious now that you put it that way. I want to get back to this. Wait a minute. Jake, you said I have a set of – I have a – I have. I do have – it takes but you, two but seconds you don't. to glue that together. But you, but you don't because it's a box. It's a box with pieces <laughs> The pieces are there. You Stop. Know. <laughs> right? I have a full, full five-course turkey dinner in my fridge. It's deconstructed, right? Like what <laughs> – 
No, this is the equivalent of saying I have hot dogs. It takes like 30 seconds to cook a hot dog. It takes that like 30 is... seconds to build a castle. Not... <laughs> that's how I That's how I hobby. I hold you to a higher standard, sir. <laughs> right. Jesus. So you could build the, the castle, Jake? Yes, I could. Nice. I probably won't for a while. <laughs> hmm. I've actually been playing a lot of... um. When I do like a bigger style narrative game like that, I've been playing the Lord of the Rings uh, strategy game that GW put out new rules to. Yeah. So that's been sort of my like scratching that itch for really fun like some cinematic battles. So the siege rules, while they seem interesting, haven't quite pulled me in. No, I guess it it, it leaves higher demands on your terrain and right. like hot, or your collection. So, but I'm sure if pe people already have stuff like that, then it would be really easy for them to just play it. Oh yeah, it's super <laughs> like, cool to um, have the rules out. Like, I yeah. wouldn't be opposed to playing in a siege battle with someone else organized in my area. Like that'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> if they like provided all those towers with wheels on them and right. and all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, I have I have two of those as well. So. <laughs> what? You're ready. <laughs> they, Warhammer crazy. came out with a bunch of those things, and I won them at I won them at tournaments, right. and so I had them. On, mm -hmm. You know, back when Mike won tournaments, those were the days. I don't win anything <laughs> anymore, right? So it is what it is. I'm slightly you, better than average. Shouldn't uh, couldn't maybe actually Vanguard work with Siege uh, almost better than Kings of War would? I mean, I feel like it. Yeah, you would think so. Right, because I mean, you have to yeah, you have to go skirmish on some level to play the siege game, I guess. Right, I think I, only troops can go on the walls, so I think that's how they like fix that. Oh yeah, yeah. But I've Maybe only like we, skimmed the rules. We 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 haven't exactly done our homework. On the, no, <laughs> we're just guessing. No. Like, how would it work? And we all have the book. Which it's is, magic. Yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. It's like Wi-Fi. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Somebody hit their head example. and gave us siege rules. So, <laughs> but to get to Jake's earlier point, though, this is actually good because unlike the, the previous Clash books where you're like, all right, done with this, the yeah. siege rules are their own rules. Right. So it's an incentive True. for you to buy that and keep that book. That's actually rather smart. Unless yeah. they make new siege rules every year. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> there'll be adjustments to the base Probably siege not. rules, right? You know what I mean? Clash who knows? Update yep. to the doing. siege rules every it's, year. Yeah, for, for people who care. <laughs> right. yeah, it's it's pretty cool that we're kind of uh, like fleshing out the universe though, because now we have a, like a siege kind of game, and the vanguard is the skirmish game, and then yep. the main game. So we kind of have three games now in the Kings of War universe. And there's a role playing game coming out, I think next year. Oh yeah, I did see a, a picture about that. That's uh, I thought fun. it was someone uh, did just a mock up or something. I didn't think it was actually. Thing, no, but... I think it's um. Yeah. I think they were there was a company behind it and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Uh, did you know that uh, me and Lars uh, actually uh, played? We tried to actually make Kings of War roleplay. We, we used the Warhammer RPG rules. <laughs> yeah, we did. Two, three years ago, I think. Yeah, we did. All like in the way in the beginning when we started. So uh, were you the game master? I was the game master. Yeah, yeah, and it was set in some sort of outskirts of Basilea. Yeah. And okay. we and we just chose in a forbidden forest. Yeah, and then we chose <laughs> characters that kind of matched, uh, you know, Kings of War lore, and then yeah, we just played it, it. It played like any other. We just played like with the normal rules from for Warhammer, but just with some details changed to match yeah. Kings right. of War. Right, sure. And yeah. we actually recorded it. Uh, mm -hmm. Our plan was to like record, uh, and this was before I knew about the Critical Role uh, yeah, podcast yeah, and yeah. anything like that. But uh, the 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 downside was that this was. 
um, very early when I had the, our podcasting mic. So what I've done, I, I put it on record in like raw format, which is just so large. Right. The file size is huge. So uh, we, I put the mic on and we played. And uh, we looked down after like an hour and the mic said like, you know, maximum memory. Uh, <laughs> please delete. Wow. So we just lost, we lost so much of the recording that we yeah. just kind of lost heart. Yeah, you're just like, well, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. So demoralizing. <laughs> yeah. And the, the sound was so good that it was too good. You could like hear people uh, outside the window mm. and when, when cars <laughs> drove by, it just really filled up the whole sound image. So uh, I kind of botched that one, uh, Lars. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, uh, I've forgiven you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it may have been like the start of our uh, Kings of War roleplay fame. But then maybe Giant Dwarf uh, would have never happened. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So. And then we wouldn't have dwarf facts, which is the best thing to come to Kings of War. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, sometimes they are. <laughs> hey, the one with the coffee was good. I agree. <laughs> that one's great. I think I think the best part of a, a Clash of Kings coming out is seeing the fanatics page lose its mind over like yeah. what seem like minute things to me. <laughs> thanks, thanks for bringing it back to to the Clash Kings book, Jake. Uh, no problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you are right. Actually, I, I'm I'm almost almost considered doing it like a random rant on that topic because. There is so much uh, like raid nerd rage going on that like uh, oh my army has uh, too few uh, unit choices and why didn't you fix my army and stuff like that. Why did you give that army this and it's five points cheaper than it is this? Yeah, but it's only it's... ten points better. Yeah, that, that nitpicky stuff is pretty annoying. It it it, yeah. it saps the it saps the love out of. I don't go to, I don't go there. I don't go right. there to get any information anymore because. It's just, it's tainted. Well, and it's funny because you, know you I mean? ask the people, mm. have you played with this yet? And they're like, no. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's actually but, really weird. And like, what happened? It wasn't like this. Have we reached a point where we are so, like, um, the more players start playing, which is a good thing. And at the same time, you get a larger uh, percentage of people who are, like, critical. Yes. Um, you think that's what's going on? I, I think it's. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, I was, I was going to say that one of the things that, we that we've mentioned on our cast a couple of times is this idea of there were a lot of people playing Warhammer, and then when people dropped out of that game, a lot of the cool people that I really like playing with stuck with Kings of War. Yep. So the the real gamey, you know, awful people went to go play other stuff, right? But as time goes on, Kings of War gets some of those people back, and sometimes that's not the best thing. I mean, yeah, your numbers <laughs> are up, but they're not, you know, like. I don't know. If you're not wargaming to have fun, if you just want to complain all day on the internet, just ugh. Yeah. Right? Some Cut of it it's out. Also, also the fanatics page. Um, because I think people, it's almost like a, a scene in a movie where like one person gets the mob all riled up and there's like a couple <laughs> of people in the background like, what are you saying? Doesn't make sense. But everybody's like, rah, 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 rah. And that's what <laughs> I think it, it seems like. Like one person says something and like another person like, is like, you know what? You're right. That's that's ridiculous, and then it just like <laughs> like escalates from there. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. E even I get riled up after a while uh, about the orc list because I was really, <laughs> I was really like uh, just uh, being a bit uh, distraught by how the tone was in the greenskins uh, group. Mm -hmm. 
I'm like, oh man, they're only whining. But then after a while, I was like, yeah, war drums are shit. <laughs> I couldn't help but join in. <laughs> you are correct. You like, you were there long enough that eventually they handed you the torch or a pitch, yeah. pitchfork, and you were yeah. also part of the mob. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was really strange. It's, uh, it's, but any kind of any kind of message board and all all these pages. That's all they are, right? Right. Is it's. You, you're allowed to scream whatever stupid opinion you have with no – there is no counterpoint because I – if Jake's – if I say something completely ridiculous and Jake goes, no, I'll make a reasoned argument in response, I don't have to read that. I don't have right. to respond to it. I don't have to think about it. Or you but if, respond to it quickly without actually reading it. Well, or I respond or, or I respond by yelling my point louder. Okay? Right. That's, that's, you know, that's <laughs> stupid. But one of the things that happens when you talk face-to-face is you're not allowed to do that. You, you you've been raised not to just shout over the other guy louder. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You actually have to have an exchange of ideas because the person's standing in front of you. Right? I do think also um, people seem to the. I don't know if they have fully realistic expectations for what Clash of Kings changes will bring. So like they go in with like these like um, finally now my like war drums for instance now my war drums will no longer have these small problems with them and it's like well. Is that really what's going to happen? And then when it doesn't happen, you have a bunch of people disappointed. I think inevitably yeah. there's always going to be people like that. Um, mm. Yeah, it seems like they're expecting like big major changes, uh, changes that are like much larger than any Clash Kings book could like realistically make. Right, and much more wide sweeping. Where like, mm. well, these armies got some extra units, which is clearly because of vanguard models, not. Because they were like, right. we need to give mm-hmm. these armies units. Right. They're like, we need to have reasons to buy these models. <laughs> yeah. Right. There is some of that. I mean, the only thing that I I've I have read through the book, and that I'm not going to talk about specifics. I'm not going to talk about details per se. But the one thing that I didn't like is, or that I I don't know if I like not yet. Like I really want to see. Originally, the idea of the formations was to make it so there was an incentive to take units you wouldn't take. Mm-hmm. But now yeah. it's like. Some of the formations are, yeah, of course you take two of those. Of course you right. do. Of course you take two hordes of Fallen and Magnilled. You would do that anyway. Right. Of course you take two hordes of Alohi. Of, you would do that anyway. Right? Like it's, oh, yeah, yeah. You that's know what I mean? Points. Like that's That fundamental shift in the philosophy, if you want to complain about that, okay, because that we can talk about. It. If you want to yeah. pick over five points or, you know, war drums don't. Blah blah blah. Then just shut up, right? Like, sometimes you win, sometimes you <laughs> lose. coming for you next time he sees you. Right, listen, K two <laughs> is a fantastic human being, and he, usually he is right compared to me, right? But that's but that's that is the thing that I didn't I don't really think I care for. Mm-hmm. You know, is, is giving the giving a bump to things that people take anyway. I'm like, well, right, right. you know, that's yeah, a fair yeah, point. I, ha- right. I hadn't actually thought about that, but uh, I guess you're right because um, last year it was uh, like I played the uh, undead and orcs for most of last year. And uh, I really noticed that uh, the ghoul formation, for instance, um, just gives thunderous charge one if you take it mm-hmm. like yeah. a truckload of ghouls. Yeah. Uh, you have to take like 80 ghouls or, you know, like one horde and four troops. So right. it's a lot. <laughs> but uh, they right. get thunderous one. And you know, that's pretty cool. It makes them slightly better. And and, and uh, the orcs got like uh, little nerve buffs. And so I actually tried. Yeah, and the chariots got speed, like speed increase. Uh, all that was kind of get, making stuff better that was rarely played. Right. And I think that that idea of rebalancing is not to make better stuff better. It's to make 
stuff, meh, stuff better, right? Yeah, right. For, for the for I play dwarves mostly, and I would never take bulwarkers, except for with the formation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, getting the iron resolve, etc., on top of on top of the other changes made them worthwhile. But until then, I was like, ugh, phalanx. Who cares? Yeah, indeed. Well, uh, that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, so maybe to a certain deg- uh, extent, maybe it's good that we are uh, speaking up a little bit, like. Uh, because they did say before they um, released this book that they were trying out some radical things uh, right. before third edition comes along. And uh, so maybe they're actually looking for feedback. So when, when people bring out their uh, torches and pitchforks, uh, maybe it serves, <laughs> uh, it might serve a, some purpose, actually. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I, I would like to think so. But at the same time, you, if everybody's screaming nonsense, then you yeah. just even if there's nuggets of gold in there, it's like, wow, it's all nonsense. Shut up. I don't want to sift through all the garbage in order to find right. it. Yeah. The, argument, you know? I'm, I guess the sad thing is that there's so much good stuff in there, but you know how, how it is. That that doesn't get talked about. Uh, right. No. right. <laughs> only the the stuff, the bad stuff gets talked about. And uh, there's so much cool stuff in there, too. Mm-hmm. That's some really nice formations that I think really have change some of the dynamics in armies like the forces of nature have a really cool forest shambler formation now that mm-hmm. um i think looks awesome to use mm-hmm. yeah I, and uh, some of those uh, new spells i mean we got loads of new spells which will be really mm-hmm. exciting to see how the more skilled gamers uh, kind of apply that to you know making good army lists and uh, yeah, yeah that's really exciting i've been one of those people who've been yeah. kind of shouting for more spells and more a little more more than, than dynamic spells and stuff like right. that. Right. Yeah, they definitely, I think these spells have added almost like a, a third layer that feels more like a spell phase rather than just a, uh, mm-hmm. a different shooting attack. Yeah, because uh, you, you probably don't know this, Lars, but no. uh, it's now a spell that can steal another spell from the enemy player. Permanently? No, you steal it and then you can cast it. Mm. And then they can't cast it in their next phase. All right. Mm-hmm. This is cool. You can actually tell Lars <laughs> things now, and, and he will genuinely, you know, be surprised by it. <laughs> I, I've been playing around with the uh, teleport spell a little bit, like in some. Like, oh my god, tele- Lars! There's a teleport spell. <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> and uh, of course, it's for uh, teleporting individuals. Mm, all right, so you're gonna love that. Mm. Twenty say. inches. Yeah. Um, right. But cool. did they clarify that? Because. I'm pretty sure that uh, when people ask for clarification, it's supposed to be a 10-inch move with a free pivot first, and that you can go at a double 20. See, I thought it was the other way around, where it wasn't a double at the double move, because it says move 20 inches as per the fly rule, not... Yeah, I, yeah, no, it's 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 actually really badly worded. Yeah. Uh, because, but then it also says it counts as a move, right? Right. And why would they even say that unless I think it's for sh- to for shooting? That's what I think. But yeah, that's true. Why would they say that? Yeah, because yeah, shoot, it doesn't apply to shooting either unless you go at a double. Right. So mm. that's why I asked, asked the question, and uh, I don't know if they've officially gave given an answer yet, though. So it might not be. Like, because uh, be I, a little bit of a gray area for a while, probably. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Matt James said it was a 10-inch fly move, but okay. I'm not sure if he has kind of posted that publicly yet, or if he just said it one place and you know it might not be confirmed yet. Right. Because uh, that makes it so much more fair if it's just like, okay, you can go 20, but then you can't cast a spell afterwards, sort of. Right. Uh, 
in either case, uh, I uh, I've played with the idea of having this uh, special card, which says like uh, failed teleport, and uh, <laughs> you get like uh, splotched. You just become a red. Like, yeah, splat <laughs> on the ground. You get fused with a rock somewhere. <laughs> I fully endorse this. Yeah, right. but uh, dwarves would love that. Instantly remove uh, this individual from the game. Right, a dwarf. Hmm? Unless you're a dwarf, yeah. uh, in which you would love to get fused to a rock. <laughs> yeah, <That'd be> nice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then start moving with like super armor. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Fuck me! Defense seven. Get ready. Yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah, well, so uh, at least uh, there are people, well, people are talking about this book and it's uh, yeah. raised interest and uh, hype. Is The hype is there, definitely. Yep. Um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing how the games go. Uh, I think there's mostly, um, mostly good changes, interesting stuff for the most part. In, yeah. in the big scheme of things, I think it's important to recognize that the, this company sits down and goes, or you know, they, they print a book that goes, here are the changes for the year. So the game is fresh. It isn't radical change. It's not like you're sitting around waiting for the next army broken, the broken army book that comes out. It's like here, play under these rules for this year and let's see what's up. They're very, they are responsive. And yeah. just because they don't get it perfect doesn't mean that the whole thing is garbage, right? It's true. Actually, I'm really happy with the fact that they're even doing it, right? Yeah. Now I do wish that they worded things better so you don't have to. Hey, I bought this book and now I have to go on the internet to find the RC's uh, opinions on you know how this is worded. That's kind of dumpy, but. <laughs> you know, but that's yeah. but that is no that's no criticism of the content of the book. It's just you know, it's, the, fine, said, it's the finessing, the fine. Well, you know what it is. It, man, mm. Mantic is. This goes back to our discussion of the uh, the the book of short stories, right? Like, bro, get an editor, right? <laughs> right? Like, get, get your sister in law to look that over and 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 yeah, and, you know. But. Yeah, the, the, it's always um, it, it always seems like it could have gone one more round in like proofreading, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I usually and, I usually like uh, repeat this whenever I can, and that's when the, the the one time where I actually was asked to proofread, I think it was for the Clash Kings sixteen book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found like thirteen spelling mistakes. <laughs> yeah. And they were corrected because of my feedback. There you go. But did they ask less? me then? But did they ask me next year? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I get. Yeah, they were like, "Oh fuck you! You're gonna point out errors." Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Fine words we spelled wrong. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. So, um, really looking forward to the conquest tournament because we actually will be using the new. Clash of Kings 19. Oh, nice. Wow. And uh, so it's really sudden, and people will be like hustling to make uh, new new combos and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but I, I got it figured because I'm not going to change my army <laughs> at all. Probably a right. uh, so, wise move, yeah. yeah. You I don't have, have only uh, goblin archers, do you? Because they're a regular now. <laughs> no, I have no archers at all. Well, yeah, yeah it's cool. combat goblins, man. Combat, combat goblins. goblins. <laughs> That's right. No, no shoot. You have like one lightning bolt. I think I got, I got two whiz and um, and uh, a few what do you call those uh, on the uh, flea bags uh, like the king or something bigots no no the goblin the goblins on the flea bags um, oh yeah snips snips, snips. Yeah, yeah got a few of those in troops and they they fire like seven shots no, they, they <laughs> sometimes they route uh, like ogre boomer horde yeah, sometimes they route the uh, ogre boomer hordes yeah, which they did <laughs> that one the last time we played I think yeah there it is <laughs> lock it in happens every Fucking time sniffs yeah they're real good alright yeah, I like sniffs 
Cool, yeah. So I guess that was the uh, global news. There wasn't a lot going on, but actually, uh, did they? This mm-hmm. is global news, I guess. Uh, yeah. Did they do something with the Kings of War forums? Yeah, they're oh, shutting yeah, they're, down. They're, they're dead, know. right? <laughs> hey, but are they? Is it? Are they shutting it down? Or oh, just poor dead? Lars. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 going. They're gone. Yeah, I think they're shut down now, right? Like. Or they yeah. have, are they in the process of shutting so it down? One of these days, they were gonna go down at least. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. Lars, they had, they announced that they they were shutting them down because oh. there was too little uh, like activity. Yeah, they're still there actually. Let's see, forums close. It will last day will be the seventeenth of December. So tomorrow. So <laughs> tomorrow, yeah. So <laughs> Lars, you have to really, really browse the forum today. <laughs> I can uh, I can become like the racist asshole I always wanted to be for like for one day and it's just erased. Troll every goes, single person. Yeah. Yeah. Send a lot of send a lot of uh, like PMs because <laughs> they won't be read. They disappear. <laughs> I can't fuck you, Jared. I always hated you and your army lists. Uh, it's the real life equivalent of just yelling "fuck you" out your car window and driving off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> My God. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a bit of a. Uh, I, I guess that's a fair. That, that is global news, isn't yeah. it? Um, I, so. I, I. But we have even we've spoken about that on yeah. the podcast, like how how dull it is to go on the forums. Right. And, I haven't even been there for a year. I don't think. I, and, I never and, used the forums because by the time I joined, like the fanatics page was taken off, was yeah. like the, really being used a lot. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. I guess it's just uh, the way of things. I sure. I'm sure, Mike, you probably remember when uh, forums were invented, so... <laughs> Sadly, yes. Yeah. A, wiz- a wizard came along and... Pop, oops, there was. Holy crap. I can argue with the guy I've never met over the course of three weeks about something. This is... Woo! It's amazing. I love it's how forum... Treasure. I love yeah. how forum argue- arguments went, though, because you had, you had to actually write a, like, a pretty good uh, argument like wall of text argument and then if you wanted to get a like a proper reply you had to actually uh, refer to their points and yes. you know like referring to your first point i will say this yeah. you know so it was like it was like a um, debate club or something sure right. I, if, if, if it was like that but now it's just yeah mil- oh. misspelled blargle glargle right and then and then and then name call. You mean it's you amazing. mean on face? You mean Facebook? Like how? No, how? even even just on a you know just modern message boards. It's like, well, oh yeah, okay. listen up, noob. I have seventy two thousand posts. You have twelve <laughs> posts. So obviously my opinion is way better than yours, dude. It's the worst. And then the, right? and then the guy I, with twelve posts says like, well, I'm Matt Gilbert. Right? Right. I remember a guy on uh, the DC Comics forums back in the day when that was still a thing. He always corrected everyone's spelling mistake. In, uh, uh, yeah, uh, and he was joyless. Amazing. I thought it was amazing. It was like he just he just uh, did that like uh, square brackets around every word that was, you know, the wrong one, and he filled up with the right one. It was amazing. What and everybody hated him so much trolling. <laughs> right? right? You're not oh. making friends. <laughs> How to make friends and influence people. Here's a book. Read it. To it. <laughs> You're in a group that's full of people who are at least partially social pariahs, and they've made you an even more social pariah. Exactly. Right? That is not, that's not, that not the race you want to win. Uh, nice. All right. And with that, we will uh, end the global news uh, section.
other entertainment. Just playing Varenger pretty heavy and now uh, dropped off of that the second those changes happened last year. Are you guys talking about the Fallen pack? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are they back to where they were? Is that is that it? You take, you take two hordes of Fallen and Magnild, which you would do anyway, and you get Pathfinder back. Mm. Yeah. Juice. Right? For 30 <laughs> points. Jesus. Nothing. Uh, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I guess the only thing they can say is that, well, at least it's 30 points. You know, right. sort of... Uh, Compared to how it was, it's at least 30 points more expensive. Can you True. take two of those formations? Because I think that would be really good. No, you can. You can only take one. But yeah, yeah that was yeah. fun. Because they actually didn't print that this year in the book. Yeah. It, it doesn't say that you <laughs> can only take there one formation. But they, they did confirm wow. it. Um, it's not in the book. Yeah, yeah Dan King did say it's, it's a, it yeah. it was supposed to be yeah. in there. It's only Dan one. Dan King is just a guy on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would we do without Dan confirming everything? Or denying right. <laughs> Confirm everything. That would be nice if he just blindly confirmed everything that was suggested. <laughs> I love that. Alright. So, why don't we slide into the other entertainment section. Let's keep it to a couple things each, perhaps. Uh, sure. Uh, I know you read a lot of books, Jake. I'll pick one. I'll pick yeah. one. You read a lot of books, Jake. <laughs> so, uh, who, who wants to start? I'll go first. Um, Do it. So, book one. I, I, book one, yes. <laughs> book one of 30 this week. <laughs> um, I, I've been reading a lot of graphic novels recently. Um, and as part of that, I've been trying to get through some of those like classic, um, you know, upheld as some of the best graphic novels of all time kind of thing. Um, and I read X-Men God Loves, um, Men Kills. Um and uh, it was really good. It's like if you go like if you like Google search like best X Men storylines or whatever, like it's always in the top ten. Um, yeah. It's uh, Chris Claremont is the writer, and he's a really good X Men writer. Um, it's from I believe the eighties, um, and basically the story is uh, a uh, William Stryker who like is this like evangelical preacher is basically talking about how mutants are terrible and they need to be killed and blah 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 and um, purifiers are going around like assassinating mutant children and whatnot and the X-Men are trying to fix it and Magneto pops up and like teams up with them and the like the dialogue and writing is a lot less campy than that very quick terrible explanation but it was well worth a read if uh, anybody's into graphic novels and X-Men probably one of the better at least as good as the Dark Phoenix saga, which is also really good. Mm -hmm. Keep cool. it a one book yeah, there, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> but uh, Lars, have you? Because you read a lot of those comics, haven't you? Yeah, would you say this is Marvel? You know. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't read that one. No, I read very little X Men. X Men's mm. my favorite. Um, my like favorite hero group. So uh, yeah, I've read quite a bit of them. And been trying to read more of them. Did you say but, William Riker was in it? Hmm. Um, no, William Stryker is right. like the main villain guy. All right. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> well, it's interesting. A lot of sexy because, time like, going on if Riker's in it. <laughs> so. Well, it's, it's weird because like normally your like villain guy has like superpowers or like devices or something to fight you know these superpowered humans with, and he's literally just like a crazy preacher who's like rabble raising. Um, and like getting people to assassinate mutants, um, but in many ways, like he feels more evil because of that. I don't know. It was good. It was really good. 
His origin cool. story starts with him yelling on a on a uh, message board somewhere. <laughs> Dude, his origin story is messed up. Like, uh, yeah, his wife um, was pregnant, right? And um, they like his car breaks down when they're like heading to the hospital, and so like uh, her she gives birth to like a mutant that can he can tell is a mutant, so he kills the baby, and then when the wife like finds out like while they're on the ground. He snaps her neck and then throws their body into a car and makes it look like a car accident killed them. Oh, that's yeah, it's pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, that escalated quickly, <laughs> right? <laughs> but how do you know it was a mutant, though? He said it looked like a mutant, uh, right. so I'm oh, guessing Lord. like it like had that like nightcrawler thing where like you see it and you're like, that's right, a fucking yeah. mutant. <laughs> Uh, maybe the maybe the the baby just teleported out of uh, the womb. That's how he knew. <laughs> I'm out. No need for a C-section. I'm no, clear. No. He was pissed. Man, what if the baby just let's let's say, oh the baby's blue and you know, maybe the baby just uh, had suffered from sort of uh, hypoxia or something. Right. And the guy right. just is a mutant. <laughs> Kill it. Shit. Well, to be fair, fair. And I, you know. It, it, that might be imitation. Right, right. We, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, Maybe the baby that. had like like a like a prestigial like tail, like people like just do every now and then. He saw it. That's just like that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, As people kind of... do every now and then. <laughs> right. You haven't heard about that? Like you know, baby has like a little like growth that's like the remains of like would have been a tail kind of thing, and it could surgically yeah. remove. No? Okay, fine. Well, this yeah. might be not a real thing. Maybe this is just an urban no, legend. No, it's a real thing. <laughs> I love I'm how just... you were met with, like, silence. The thing is, all thank of you. us thank you for getting one that. of those. And, um, yeah. you know, I, we all know a guy awkward. with a tail, right? You don't know? That's not a thing. That's a conversation. And you go to a business meeting, and you're like, oh, just before you start a little icebreaker, who had a tail as a kid? Like, that doesn't come up? Oh, all right, then. She goes back to just being quiet. No one? Oh, <laughs> Right. I think that would like literally be a mutation, like you know, like yeah, modern scientific mutation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's useful if it helps if it helps you get broads. It's probably just <laughs> yeah. in the genetic material somewhere, don't you think? Like you used to have tails, right? Yeah, I mean it's like a remnant in the DNA that yeah. uh, that usually doesn't spring up, but uh, you know, once in a million maybe it. Uh... Right. It would be useful though with a tail. Okay. Yeah. With tail. A, a full prehensile tail, if you can get past like middle school and all the teasing, it's really useful. I would imagine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's, a, there's an anime good. that Jess and I watch where the guy. Uh, stop. Whole, nope. Like, stop. <laughs> about a pen, just I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Tail, right? Sounds dirty. <laughs> no, of course it is. Right? There it goes they the tentacles. Come, shaped like an egg beater? What is going on over here? Right? Tentacle porn is never the answer, Jake. <laughs> oh. Jake would humbly disagree, but he's not going to do it. I'll do it for him. Jeez. Uh, but that's, that's my book. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nice one. Okay, so who sure. wants to go next? Uh, books, movies, uh, uh, I don't series. think I've watched a single movie since the last uh, podcast, but I have been reading a lot of... Uh, uh, old uh, and didn't I mention that on the last one? I just started to do like like uh, old horror things like mm. H. G. Wells and all these. Yes, maybe you did. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I love I love that stuff. And well, you know, in the toilet over here, uh, there's like yeah. the, someone put up like some weird flowers in there, and uh, like uh, flowers in the toilet or yeah, like just lying there on the sink. Sort of. I guess it's a smell thing. I don't know. 
It's okay. weird. It's all, all the booths in there. So yeah. I guess I'm waiting. I'm excited for the reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. But it all yeah. this all the horror. Uh, it's very oh, everything's very scientific, right? Mm -hmm. So there's always like a, a killer uh, flower or a or killer something, you know, from nature. Something. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like incredible amounts of that going on in these novels. Mm. Which um, yeah, you, now you told me over lunch. You haven't said it like on the cast about these horror things. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe it was just a mm. conversation. But yeah. you, you, these are old horror stories from like the nineteenth century yeah, like or something, the, like uh, around the century shift, maybe like eighteen ninety so or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So which which books and which book or stories explicitly Is it have you read? H.G. Wells, uh, I read all those, uh, the classics, them, uh, the, the first Men in the Moon, and uh, all those hmm. uh, crazy ones. Uh, and I, but now I'm reading like a short story a book, like a collection of them. Yeah. So, and it's really good, uh, it's like a lot of cool uh, short stories, and uh, they all end very abruptly, but uh, I guess yeah. it's just, you know, it, it doesn't beat around the bush, sort of. Right. But is it all, all H.G. Wells stories? In that, uh, yeah, in that short story uh, book, nice. yeah. I'm sure most, or many maybe just assume he just made the, the invasion. Yeah, he just uh, made that, uh, yeah. yeah. War no, of the Worlds, right? War of the Worlds, yeah. So he actually yeah. wrote a lot of horror stuff too? Yeah, yeah I did. Well, that, I so guess that's a horror in itself. Doing. But, uh, yeah. but I, yeah. I, I had this app on my phone uh, that I mentioned. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it on, this on the last uh, podcast anyway, uh, that I just download all this uh, free yeah, you know, like those that old are, works, yeah, mm -hmm. like uh, public domain by now. Yeah, so. yep. right. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what I've been doing. Awesome. Nice. That's actually, cool. uh, to to like link on that, I actually listened to um, some podcasts on the and and this actually I heard from you, Mike. Uh, you uh, uh, mentioned uh, a podcast. Um, oh well, damn it! What's this called again? It's like um, oh, I can press. They the have H like this the HP Podcraft. No, that there's one, like the, some scientific. No, there's like some scientific. Uh, some they have these uh, scientific uh, episodes where they go oh. into like different stuff. Yeah, Radio uh, Lab. Yeah, Radio Lab. That's yeah, it. Yeah, get on Radio Lab. It's, I've been it's listening good. to. I've been listening to a lot of that because I, I ran ran out of like Kings of War related podcasts while I was painting, yeah. and uh, I I just have the Radio Lab is one of my buttons on, on my app. So and but I, I don't listen to all of them. But whenever I go in, I have like loads to listen to, and I listen to the one where they kind of they talk about the War of the Worlds and how people oh, yeah. freaked out <laughs> when they played it on the radio like back in the days. Mm. And, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and uh, they talked about like, and they actually played parts of the original, yeah. uh, like yeah. um, radio, <laughs> and uh, and explained a little bit like how it, because uh, you know they said like, you know, is it really true that people like believed it? You know, aren't are, were they stupid? You know, stuff like that. But uh, there were so many things to that they have done to make it so real and uh, and and believable. Um, so that people, when they just if they were like browsing the radio channels and they would, would just hear a snippet of it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. If you just like, <laughs> if you just uh, browsed into that, and it would be so genuine the way the, the the voice of like the the man speaking was like a proper radio voice right and it was like now special bulletin we just now now we're live from wrigley field yeah. and there's you know and um, it was so well produced that people just couldn't help but believe it 
Yeah. Um, and the, it also, um, I mean, they also said like that the amount of people who actually believed it was probably much less than we now think. Let's say it was like one yeah. percent. Right. It, that was still many thousand people who bought into it, but most people at least claim that they did not believe it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it it was aired on Halloween. So it was okay. like if you were a bit like, well, right. it, it's Halloween. This probably is bullshit. Like right, April the first, I guess. Oh, it's yeah. April first. Yeah, exactly. Right, but, but it, uh, all it yeah. takes, but all it takes is a couple of people to call the cops, and all yeah. of a sudden it's a thing. The, the cops had gotten like two thousand calls, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, and the cops weren't, and, and the authorities weren't informed. You know, so they actually uh, so were, like, what the hell's going on? Well, then they had yeah. to go out and take a look. Yeah, right? yeah and what we'll happened, send a car out there. Yeah, yes, stuff like that kind of happened. And what's even better is that uh, the, they had um, let's like the first incident wasn't as big as we have heard. It was pretty contained. However, uh, some years later, some guy in Mexico pulled the same stunt, uh, and there was riots. Wow! <laughs> like people ran to church. Um, the army, like they, they like um, had a full deployment. All the army <laughs> drove to this place wow. where the, the aliens reportedly were, because they hadn't informed the, the authorities of this. So one general kind of listened to the radio and like, oh my god, you know, <laughs> we'll deploy the, all the, yeah, the generalissimo. The army drove out of town towards this place, and uh, people were rioting in the streets. And and when they found out later, because the radio stations uh, always at the end they actually say like, okay, everyone, this was a ho like a joke or like yeah. uh, like a fictional story. And then they raided and pillaged like the radio station and killed six people. <laughs> wow, it's like horrible. Yeah, it, that is. I I would love to dive into the psychology of the of that. So much. Just, they should have you know just I mean? gone like, to the forums, right? What, <laughs> right? right? Just, just what, what is the fundamental? What are the fundamental differences in the in the uh, cultural, the culture, and the social construct between the United States and, let's say, Mexico that made the response so severe in one place and so? You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I would love to get in there and see, like, what exactly was it? Because, yeah, you know, because it's it's easy to sit there and go, pa. What do those people know? Hardy, har, har. But what exactly was the difference? Was yeah, it just that there were a couple key people with power that fell for that and said, yeah, like, like you said, Generalissimo goes, well, I got to send a bunch of troops and then it becomes a panic. But if probably, that guy goes, this is a bunch of garbage, like none of that would have happened. Where is yeah. the, where's the, the biggest domino that makes the rest of them fall down? Yeah, it's really interesting, that. and and uh, yeah. so if you uh, search for that episode on the Radio Lab, and it's really because they go into all that, and uh, right. yeah, it's, but I think uh, I read somewhere like years ago uh, when I was doing research on this thing that uh, in the American version they actually they had like three weeks before they had like uh, warnings that this show would come on. Yep. So they they yeah. actually you know it was it was not just uh, a one-off uh, thing and uh, right. Well, the thing is. Um, I'm going to probably like to spoil the entire episode here, but uh, I guess that doesn't matter. Um, the the radio channel it was on was very small, like mm. off the mainstream radio channel. Yeah. And uh, what happened is, like, almost everyone was listening to this other channel where it's uh, it's Saturday, and you know everyone's listening to Jack Humphrey on the Saturday hour. You know, <laughs> right, it's right, like everyone's listening to that. And what happened is that. Uh, they played a song which was kind of unpopular at some point on that very mainstream, like it's like, oh, it's like <clears throat> very slow, like so people have started browsing, right. and oh. by that point, 
by that point, the the intro part where they say "Welcome to this uh, radio, like War of the Worlds," that work was of well over with, you know. So when they when they browsed, they were into like, "Oh my God, it's a oh, they're shooting laser beams!" Ah, 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 ah. So people were like, "Holy fuck!" You know. <laughs> Uh, so they just missed the whole intro part, which would have explained right. it to them. Uh, right. Uh, and uh, and uh, what's and they have made it so believable too that they cut actually back and forth to some other newscast. Like, oh, that's oh, sounds horrible. Well, uh, we'll we'll try to play some music now, and then we'll wait for for further updates. Mm. And then they play this band, which is kind of hilarious that they would play music like <laughs> right. in between. Uh, and but then they cut back and uh, and suddenly. Can you imagine yeah. being the person who thinks it's real? Like, why? <laughs> Are they playing music right now? You know, but, but it's okay. So, yeah. but it's funny because I think, hey, there's a meteor that landed. Blah blah blah. Okay, cool. Well, is anything happening? No, not yet. All right, fine then. Well, we'll go to some music and you let us know. As opposed yeah. to okay, meteor shot by lasers and aliens <laughs> but it attacking. But it, but it wasn't like that. It wasn't like I'm getting shot by lasers. Now for the news. Like it wasn't. You know, what about the weather? It was by that point. It was a continuous stream of. Yeah. stuff it's just right. the, the way that it, the way that a story like that naturally unfolds is holy okay. crap this is interesting but we're not going to fill time it's not like you know back then it wasn't cnn you know 24 24 7 of people postulating about what might perhaps happen with a scroll on the bottom mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah it's really it was really uh, like step by step like that it started actually like uh like uh, oh, special bulletin. There's some strange weather phenomenon. Has, yeah, uh, it's very soft like that, and we'll we'll try to investigate. But now the Ray uh, Anderson band sort of. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, okay. Uh, that's, that's that's how they rolled it out, and it was that's part yeah. of the genius because that is what you would expect to hear. Exactly. Right? So smart. Yeah, it was so really smart, cool. so cool. Yeah. So yeah, I like those Radio Lab uh, episodes. Yeah. So uh, thanks, you, thanks, Mike, for that. Uh, for that. Glad to share it. That's awesome. Yep. So, which uh, brings us to Mike's uh, uh, sort yeah. of uh, your other entertainments, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of listening to a lot of podcasts, and besides Radio Lab, they the same people make another one, and this is just going to be you know I don't know how interesting this would be for you. So, but it's 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 a multi part series about uh, the U.S. Supreme Court, and I've been reading, I've been mm -hmm. listening to that, and that is really interesting because the. Uh, the Supreme Court, essentially what we have is it's uh, people can come and, and through the courts uh, challenge laws that exist, right? Whether or not they're constitutional or whether or not they should stick. And it once it gets to the Supreme Court, there are nine justices on the Supreme Court and they have a weird interplay between all of them based on who's on the court at whatever time. And it talks about the some of the personal stories that went into some of the major decisions um, mm. that affect – that affect you know U.S. politics and you and just living here. It's it's really an interesting, an interesting podcast. So I'm 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 down with it. Um, but yeah, cool. I've been reading. Uh, uh, if you listen to the other to our podcast, I've, I just picked up Brent Weeks. Uh, he's a uh, fantasy writer, and he writes a well. The one I'm reading now is a thing called the Night Angel trilogy. It's about a a guy who uh, grows up in the slums of this uh, this city. Um, so it grows up as a thief and he ends up becoming an assassin. Um, and he, and, uh, it just talks about his journey from being a, a thief all the way up. And so in the first book of the trilogy, um, you see him become like one of the leading assassins in the city, but he doesn't know how to use magic, which kind of sets him, sets him, uh, like he's the best of the rest, if that makes sense. Like there are really mm -hmm. amazing, you know, hitmen and assassins that know how to use magic on top of everything else. 
Um, so he has to compensate for that by just being slightly better. Um, but at the end of the first book, the, the, uh, there's, there's an invasion and a bunch of stuff happens. And so the begin I'm just starting the second book and it's the aftermath of that. It starts like a week later and it's, it's really good. His writing is really tight. Um, it's really strong writing. There's, you know, I, and, and once you start reading, it's just, he pulls, he pulls you right through the plot's great. There's a lot of nuance to the characters. I love it. This guy is, this guy's legit. It's Brent Weeks, uh, W E E K S. I guess he writes it. Yeah. He wrote another set that I'm going to pick up. Um, the black prison. Um, P-R-I-S-M, and uh, I've heard that that is better, actually, than the, the three that I got now, but I found these three at a used bookshop, so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll buy these, let's go, and it's, yeah, it's been amazing. Nice. So, yeah, this dude is this dude's legit. Okay, so, and nice. I, yeah, and I also have a, just as an aside, I have a I have a rule, if you listen to our podcast, I try not to, li- I try not to read series that aren't done, right, because I don't want to waste seven years for the next Game of Thrones book, you know yeah, what I mean, like, forget yeah. it, like, um, but this guy, it's his, this trilogy's done, the other trilogy, the other, uh, the other set's done, so just dive in and read it, you know, you can binge it, which is good. Yeah, that's cool, um, yep. I actually, yeah, I caught that, um, on your latest uh, podcast, and also on the, on Facebook later, there was, uh, was it John who had kind of dropped out of the, um, the well, it was the second second book of the the, the wise man's fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I've uh, you know I, I've listened to those two, and uh, also I, I I also could uh, understand the part he was uh, feeling a bit uncomfortable with, or like uh, it really was a bit strange. The whole it was a sudden long like lull in the middle there uh, with the yeah with the elf part or whatever you call it. And uh, also, it's weird that the whole uh, that uh, that is not finished because uh, uh, actually, I win raged a bit about this because I don't think he knew it was finished or something. So he's like, "Yeah, awesome book," and then let's bu- you know get book number three, and then what? There's no there's no third book. Shit, really disappointed. That that is that is tough. I had a I had a friend at years ago when the 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 Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies came out. Yeah, and a and a, a guy I worked with, he hadn't read any of the books. He didn't realize that it was a trilogy, but he was like, "Yeah, this looks great. I'm gonna go see it." I was like, "Sweet." So he, the next day, I go, "How?" So we went to see the Fellowship. The next day at work, I go, "Hey, what'd you think?" He goes, "The the movie stunk." I go, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> he goes, "He goes, he goes." By the time I sat in the theater for two and a half hours, it ends with two guys hugging in a boat. Like I don't even know what's going on. I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "They didn't throw the ring into the volcano. There's nothing." I was like, "That was the first book in. That was the first movie in a trilogy." He's like. Oh, (laughs) and I go, he goes, well, now I got to wait like a year for the next one. I'm like, or you could read them. He goes, pa, who reads? Come on. Oh, that's awesome. But it's that same feeling, you know, like, ah, why do I have to wait a year to find out what happens next? And for books, for books that take seven, eight years to come out, come on, dude. If you don't have the arc of the story in your brain when you start, how did you get your first book published? Mm, Like, what are you doing? You know, (laughs) but easy for me. Now I'm not a writer. I mean, you know, what am I saying? But. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty weird, but uh, uh, anyway, um, I have uh, also been reading some books uh, recently, and that's also a thing that came kind of from you guys, and that's the Dresden Files. Ooh, nice. <laughs> yes, Dresden Files. Yeah, we're just really. That's not a Netflix series. Uh, this is uh, no, I, <laughs> I have it on audiobook, <laughs> so I usually just walk behind your uh, recommendations about books. Yeah. You know, between, between the four like of us, that. you can't. There's, there's at least one good recommendation in an episode, right? In the four of us, <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. It, it, we do have very different tastes in books. 
Um, and one of the things that I really enjoy is picking up, you know, the stuff that Jake likes and the stuff that Greg likes. And then John inevitably reads stuff that we read and says he doesn't like it. Like that <laughs> is the more of us, you know? So I haven't got yeah. a lot of new book recommendations from John, but definitely from, from Jake and Greg, which is yeah. cool. What so book I've, of the Dresden Files are you up to? Yeah. yeah, need to know. yeah the thing is I've, uh, yeah, I'm on the third one. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I've, uh, which I may have said on the our podcast, we I actually listened to these while doing, uh, um, like uh, invoicing and stuff. Okay. At work, I found out that I can actually punch numbers and listen to an audiobook and still wow. catch catch most of the story. Um, Score. So it's been really making my days fly because I have kind of uh, some shit tasks at uh, at work now so uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah so this helps to get to get through uh, but yeah first book i really liked uh second book uh, was i didn't actually like that as much as the first one mm-hmm. it's the one with all the werewolves okay uh, and but the third one is is really good uh, so far i'm probably about half in the third book that's what i thought too i thought he really hits his stride as a writer in the third book mm yeah, um, the second was a bit confusing. I think I found it, it was all too many p- different packs of, of different kinds of werewolves. That's and fair. Yeah. I kind of I admit I actually lost the thread a couple of times. Like, who who are these guys? What? Which one is this? <laughs> yeah, are they hexen wolves or different wolves or that kind of wolf? And I also didn't like that the main like the main villain monster had such a foreign names like Loop Garu. It it was annoying to listen to. <laughs> uh, loop i think is french for wolf i think so uh, yeah Garou, yep. i don't know what that's in latin is like lupus or something isn't it? yeah but it's like uh they they had to say it so many times the loop guru charged towards me i saw the loop guru head out the window <laughs> like stop saying the fucking word it's <laughs> that's classic fred isn't it it's just a lame ass word getting hang up loop. like weird things yeah. in the book. <laughs> why didn't you call it like uh, something cooler Oh. oh well yeah so the second book was a bit weird but uh yeah i'm loving the series it's really cool i like the narrative and the uh, kind of modern t- modernization of the like the wizarding <laughs> uh, fantasy tropes kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah it's cool man I-, I like it awesome um how many how many books are there in in the dresden files uh mike do you know off the top of your head uh no but uh google does hold on yeah hold <laughs> a lot Please hold. <laughs> Please hold. Right. It's it's a lot. Um, is it ongoing or ended? Not done yet, but I mm. broke my rule with this guy because he was coming out with a book every year. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the, the pace was... Uh, until now. Yeah. It was yeah. Up, in, well, up until now. But I think... 15 <laughs> books. 15 books. Yep. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was really He's... shocked when I listened to... Because um, at the end of, of the audiobooks, they usually have this sort of... Uh, like outro, like uh, this was a publication by you know, and, right? Uh, and they said something that it was made in like two thousand and three. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I was, so I was like, whoa, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Storm, Stormfront came out in two thousand, mm-hmm. uh, and Skin Game was the last one in two thousand fourteen. Okay. Was that the last cool. one. Because yeah, I did. Last one. Yeah, I and did. so it's. I'm yeah. sorry, I keep interrupting you. I um, but I think no, he's got fine. another. He state he has stated that he wants to wrap it up. In about twenty books, he says. In twenty books, the, okay. the, the whole story arc will be over. It'll be done. Yeah. In so. twenty books from now? Or? No, no, no uh, twenty total. Oh. Okay. All right, okay, cool. So. Yeah, because uh, I did, but the, this, this might be uh, 
like non not related to the actual year but i did uh, I think a little bit about how um he only uses like old school technology and stuff um yeah. that's i mean that's part of like the plot too but i also reflected a bit on how they actually call each other all the time and when i heard that it was like 2003 i was like oh yeah because it's like pre facebook messenger right you know they <laughs> Because mm. it felt almost abnormal the way he would like, so I called her up and, you know, and maybe this is a girl he didn't really know. So nowadays he would send her a text, right? But he right. called her and I, I, yeah. I was like, man, is this guy just really like alpha male calling everyone? Or <laughs> or is that just, is it like older? Alpha male? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah who, yeah, who calls everyone, you know? Yeah, well, my mom does, man. Well, yeah, but, but there you go. She's uh, so... And when she's, heard, she's an alpha she's male. <laughs> no, but that, when I heard that the book was then from like 2000, it kind of made yeah, sense because sure, the mobile yeah. technology wasn't that uh, yeah. right, you know, big it yet. It was the pre forums as well. So, you know, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So that's yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've been checking out the Dresden Files. Uh, also, my second thing is I've been watching. Uh, Aren't you over I've been your watching it now. No, I just talked about Dresden Files. <laughs> you mean I the one? But I did say we could speak about one or two things. <laughs> yeah, but you had one earlier as well, didn't you? Okay. Before uh, before Mike, so. yeah. <laughs> he was going to mention yeah, sure. One Piece. I could sense it. Well, almost. I watched. In, I've been starting this new anime that I haven't watched yet. Oh, no, is it like tennis or it's, something? <laughs> no, I finished the boxing one. That's okay. over. Uh, this is a kind of a classic, I think, that I just hadn't checked out yet. It's called Hunter X Hunter. Yeah, I okay. heard about yeah, that. I'm familiar yeah. with Hunter X Hunter. Um, my favorite anime is what the creator of that show made before he made Hunter X Hunter. Oh, okay, cool. Because uh, this series, Hunter I just, y. I just, <laughs> Hunter X Y. Um, I just got like recommendations, like you should check that out. And I was like, yeah, you know, because right. you always get too many recommendations. <laughs> oh, but yeah. then I saw this. Some uh, Jake. Then I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then I saw an article about uh, like Naruto and how that kind of kind of went off the rails towards the ending and how it was mm. just way too long and too much filler and stuff, and. Um, this article said like the entire Hunter x Hunter series is the same length as the last arc of Naruto, which is the Great Ninja War. Wow. <laughs> and that made me like, okay, yeah, so I should, you know, my time is better spent watching Hunter x Hunter than, than ever re-watching Naruto, yeah. sort of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, but I like it. The pace is much, you can really sense with these animes that have a quick pace instead of just dragging everything right. out. So, mm -hmm. um, and the pacing in Hunter is really good, so, uh... Yeah, yeah. that creator is usually pretty good. Uh, his other show, Yu Yu Hakusho, which is, like, um, really good, is also, like, it's only, like, four seasons, like, um, each of, like, 24 episodes or so long. Um, okay. And it doesn't really drag itself out at all, either. It's, it's nice when the creator has, like, a clear vision that seems to facilitate good plot movement rather than, like, long, drawn-out stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. So, as uh, I guess we've been around now for our under the entertainment section. <laughs> dwarf fact. And then I guess it's time for the dwarf fact section. Oh yeah, can't wait. Who who has a dwarf fact today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I assumed uh, Jake or, and Mike would would bring one. This is all so, you, Lars. So Don't... I've, I've got a I got a dwarf fact. I got a dwarf yeah, fact. Sure. Oh my god! <laughs> so 
Did, Hold on to your hats, everybody. <laughs> did, did, did you know that um, the dwarves have like an an organized sport um, that they only play underground, and it's called goblin hunting. Um, but you need to be fully nude when you're <laughs> when you're goblin hunting. Is because... this one of your animes? <laughs> what did we talk about earlier? What do we What do we say, Jake? <laughs> I knew it was going to be dirty. <laughs> well. It, it's it's for a practical reason because you're given a stick that you have to swat the goblins with, and if you have clothes on, you could hide like throwing daggers or something to catch the goblins easier. So you only you you get to wear your beard, and that's it, and like war paint, and you have to go hunt goblins underground. And it's like you know it's like a major sporting event. You've got like your favorites that people like root for, and you know. You have the grade based on the size or the speediness or the craftiness of the goblin, and they tattoo numbers on the back of their heads for how many points they're worth for bagging. But nice. how how do you spectate this sport? That's uh, sounds like a real problem. Yeah, it, it's one of the uh, the things the sport seems to struggle with. But like they actually have like brock riders that like you know have uh, like carriages that follow around behind. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, nice. That sounds really cool. Yeah, no, I, I not come across this. And uh, I do like the the naked twist. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you gotta keep things sticks fair, right? Places, like, <laughs> gotta, gotta know your demographic. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, does each clan have a champion? Does each so, clan send send a guy? It's like, well, this is you know, this so is our this is our naked guy. <laughs> you say your naked guy. Is that, so, is that how it works? So it's actually like um, the the like imperial dwarves go out and recruit the the hill dwarves to be their stars usually because the hill dwarves with their independence are better at it, whereas the imperial dwarves like you know are more like the, the spectators they tend to, and it's like considered like a like a big honor because it brings a lot of money to your clan. Oh, nice. I guess the hill dwarves are also more comfortable getting naked. Right, right. You what? know, it's a win-win. Yeah, they usually strut around, probably. You know, just <laughs> in the hills, yeah. just dancing over the green hills, flaunting their stuff hills, in the hills, yeah, yeah. flowers and all that stuff. Uh, flowers, their ears and beard. <laughs> well, uh, and one thing, Jake, that's pretty. Uh, I guess a hidden thing about this is, uh, as we all, as we already know, you can hide a lot of stuff in your beard. You know, mm. such as dwarf candy that you yeah. spoke about last time, or an extra um, uh, stick. I'm sure right. the, the the most uh, I mean the dwarfs with the most powerful and large beards they could even maybe hide weapons and, mm -hmm. and stuff. Probably. So there there was actually a big controversy where like the World Series of this uh, the guy who won it there was a claim that he smuggled an entire crossbow in his beard and that's how he scored so many. <laughs> they wondered how he got a crossbow bolt into a goblin. <laughs> With a stick. But, but they never could prove anything, you know? They, oh, they yeah. searched the beard afterwards. and It's like, this this wound looks very much like a crossbow bolt wound, but, uh, well, we don't have uh, the weapon, so... Uh. Right, they're yeah, very they regimented evidence. with their uh, their trials, you know? <laughs> it's like Clue, they couldn't figure out the murder weapon, so... <laughs> nice one. It was like they... smitty. Is this um, uh, approved, uh, like, officially for, for, for the archiving? For the archives, Lars? Yeah, sure, because, uh, you know, I know Jake, and he uh, he's a scholar as well. He has been granted like part-time access into the archives? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I don't even have uh, access, but, uh, you know, I sneak in. Oh, yeah. uh, so I'm sure uh, 
I'm sure Jake knows all the secret doors. He's sneaking stuff. around in his invisibility cloak. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> maybe. Have you maybe, <laughs> maybe you've seen Lars walking around there while you're hiding in your invisibility cloak. I can just you, picture you know, some it yeah. seemed like things were, you know, shifting around a little bit behind me. Maybe that's was like Lars messing with me, moving the, you know, the naked stuff. Lars just. Right. I, just I just had a vision of Jake standing naked somewhere, going, "You can't see me," and me going, "I totally can see you." Right? Like, no, 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 I'm invisible. Don't worry about it. I'm like, oh. nice one. It's like the emperor's clothes all over again. Right. Just, uh... Give him an, an, like a cloak and say it's an invisibility cloak. <laughs> But you have to be naked for it to work. <laughs> because you can never be too sure, can you? you know, it's just a roll of saran wrap. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> nice. But would you go into like an ogre's like dungeon or a cave, you know, with an invisibility cloak, and you're not really sure if it's, you're actually invis invisible? <laughs> yeah. Sounds risky. Like you yeah. have to test it out beforehand. Right? Leap of faith, man. <laughs> yeah, but who can you trust? It, it only works if you believe in it. You have a moment of doubt. So. Yeah, <laughs> and like, whoop, you become visible. <laughs> oh no. Oh my lord. Alright, so. Ends. How about the. How about today's official dwarf fact, uh, Lars? No, no, now I don't have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> because it now we already have one. You can't have very, two facts in one. Very thing. crafty, sir. We usually, like break the podcast. usually have a couple of. B bonus facts uh, <laughs> sprinkled in somewhere. No, I think we can make this the official one, and uh, I can save the uh, save uh, mine for uh, later. Yeah, sure. I'll leave that decision to you. If if you're pleased enough with the guest fact, then uh, <laughs> the guest fact. Yeah, that's, that's that. Good. I feel like there was a side fact about invisibility cloaks in Mantic too, where you need to be <laughs> naked to use them. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's canon now. That's just uh, like perverted wizard that kind of came up with that rule. Just uh, it doesn't, you don't actually have to be naked, but you know it became the norm. Right. <laughs> All right. But uh, Mike, will will you be disappointed now if we go and uh, not hear Lars uh, speak about his uh, fact? Uh, I'm deferring to what you guys. I mean, I love dwarf facts. As being a dwarf player, I try to incorporate as many dwarf facts as I can. A <laughs> <laughs> lot, of, lot of lot of coffee floating around my new army. So. <laughs> nice. Okay. So we are we are we are all satisfied. Yeah, we're uh, we're jumping to the next segment, which is local yeah. news again. Isn't you it? are very dodgy today. I'm not sure if I like how Lars dodged this door fact today, but okay. Fred um, suspects I don't have anything planned. That's yeah, why? Were you just sort of so happy Jake took it? Took it like? Okay, it's a crafty one. Oh yeah. Slippery. All right, let's uh, slip into games and hobby. Ooh. Games and hobby. Slippery. Slippery slope. <laughs> it's um, a slippery slope. Who wants to start the games and hobby? Maybe you, Lars, since you so cleverly dodged the previous segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. As you know, as you all know, I've been playing mostly Vanguard. Yeah, yeah. This is will this will be uh, like Vanguard heavy from our side. Mm -hmm. actually. Yeah. And I, I actually got a guy who never played any miniature games in his life uh, that I can work with uh, to play Vanguard. With yeah, him. I, uh, I he was just I was just reading the Vanguard book at work, <laughs> which you do, uh, and uh, he was like, mm, "Cool artwork," and he's he's a bit of an artist, I guess, so he, he likes to draw and stuff. So he just wanted to read through the book. Nice. So and then I just said, "Ah, oh, you can join me, you know, after work. We can uh, we can have a game," huh. and he was up for it. So uh, we did. We played a game like uh, four miniatures each. Just I just picked some random ones from your warband and mine. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was fun. He liked it. 
So uh, I feel like I did some something good that day. You may have recruited a new, <laughs> a brand new war gamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But apart from that, I mean, we played once or twice. Yeah, we played two of the games, and I played uh, one more after that. So, yeah. What warband have you uh, found yourself gravitating yeah. towards? I don't know. Yeah, my, mine is uh, Abyssals uh, for the time nice. being, anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm up to 200 points now with uh, the spoiler. I managed to assemble it. I've not painted it yet, but. Uh, is it a right. dis- dis- spoiler alert? Spoiler. So I'm looking forward to use him. I haven't have yet to use him, so. Mm-hmm. But I think he can be good. Like a big tough guy with a uh, claw. So you have you been uh, getting some paint on any of your warband, or is it just uh, no, not yet. Uh, uh, I left them at the gaming club, so uh, and yeah. I haven't actually been around my uh, my painting gear at all. Yeah, that's fair enough. But you put some cork on, like a little bit of basing, and uh... yeah, they are based and uh, stuff. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't. I don't it was uh, quite a bit of hobby just putting them together, really. Yeah, I would say. Um, and we've uh, so yeah we played twice and I, I also played a bit of Vanguard recently um, I think I'm up to four games now same as you maybe yeah probably yeah, yeah because you played uh, against the same guy I played against yeah oh. it was usually the same players <laughs> rotating around but there are many people who are saying like oh, I would like to get like a like yeah. a you know demo or but they never seem to show up <laughs> no, but, uh, the, yeah. the, many people in like our, like our local teams or players seem like a little bit interested in in Vanguard as well. But so uh, I think the, yeah. they would like to get a game in and try it out. And um, I think we've agreed, Lars, that it's uh, almost surprisingly good. Yeah, I was skeptical uh, at first. Mm-hmm. I have to read read the rule book because I, I don't know much about it except it uses D8s. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the thing is, we I mean we did uh, gravitate towards Dead Zone for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think Dead Zone it might be better actually, uh, just for mm-hmm. a casual game. I mean, yeah. maybe not rule wise. I'm not sure if it's better in like um, in the rule wise department, but it just feels more casual to me. Dead Zone. Yeah, Dead Zone. Yeah, yeah sure. But my point was that uh, we started gravitating towards like a skirmish mm-hmm. kind of game. Uh, and then we got it and Dead Zone also uses like D8s um, oh, yeah, so yeah. for us it was like uh, trying Vanguard after Dead Zone was so easy mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like natural and what's funny is that some of our more favorite rules from Dead Zone is actually kind of they were kind of the same way in Vanguard yeah. so it's like oh that works kind of like Dead Zone okay, that's, that's kind of cool, cool. Mm-hmm. yeah so I think Mantic has been um, kind of aware to reuse some of their more popular uh, mechanics Probably, in, yeah. Into Vanguard, which is really cool, uh, and they but they've um, they've increased like the the difficulty a little bit. They cranked it up a little bit because Dead Zone yeah. is very it's fun and simple, and it's fun because it is simple, kind mm. of. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think we've almost ever maybe once or twice we needed to check a rule in Dead Zone, but in Vanguard it's uh, it's complicated enough that you actually need to check the rules sometimes um, yeah when you have only played like four games yeah it's more still. it's i mean i i played four games and i'm still not 100 percent on mm. on every mechanic so uh, if, if the goal but i know that they said, said something that they made this not for like super rookies they kind of made it for war gamers 
Okay. Uh, so I think they want the, the the difficulty to be slightly higher than, yeah. for example, Dead Zone, um, and uh, they really succeeded in in that because um, if you increase yeah. the difficulty a little bit, you know, it's a bit more options as well. Yep. In the sure. So so I, I, I'm happy with that. Has the has the added complexity made the game more engaging for you guys? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it 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 may it gives you um, suddenly a lot more choices. It's really important. Like uh, I mean, in Dead Zone Two, it's alternating activations, uh, so, mm. so it's really important which one you activate at any time. Uh, but in Vanguard, it's like there are even more reasons why it would really matter which one you activate at yeah. any given time. Because let's say if if you get knocked down. Uh, if if the next enemy comes and stabs you, then you you just die from one wound without getting any sort of uh, like nerve check. So huh. if you don't activate your guy first in the next turn and stand up, then, then you're basically almost, dead. Yeah. So hmm. but in in dead zone it's not that uh, black and white. So it's like you, you, in dead zone you just die easily no matter what kind of. <laughs> but yeah. in Vanguard it's really a big difference how how uh, vulnerable you are. Um, and if you are like fatigued, you can only do a half action instead of a two or a long one. So you can you can really use your resources in ways to uh, to make yourself more vulnerable, but maybe uh, you know do something really well just for that turn. But next turn you'll be kind of hampered. Mm. Uh, so the cho- lots of choices and uh, so many choices that <laughs> I don't really can't really get my head around it sometimes. I just play and then I realize yeah. afterwards like oh fuck right. I should have I should have <laughs> done that. That would have right. been much smarter, you know. Uh, and that 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 complexity is really it's, it's, it it kind of boggles the mind a bit, uh, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually the I mean you said you're only four games in, right? So mm-hmm. you should have those moments where you go, "Ah, I could exploit that this way or I could run it that way." Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz that I mean that comes with understanding of the rule set. If you figure it out after the first time and go, "Yeah, you take this, this, this <clears> and you win." <throat> ugh, you know, the, the yeah. replayability <laughs> just isn't there, you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, the winning part um I haven't really gotten to yet. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> But you know that's that's how it is in King's War too, I guess. Right. Yeah. Seriously. But uh, in Dead Zone, we we played one game, and then we kind of had the rules figured out. Do you recall that? Yeah. Yeah, sure. We so, didn't really look up the rule book after that. Yeah. Just and small I, few things that you like. Oh, okay. That's yeah. actually. Cool. So Dead Zone is like one game, two games, then you you got it. But the Vanguard, I think you need like five, five or six. Okay. Mm. So uh, painting for me, I've been painting some uh, some uh, Vanguard models too. Nice. Uh, I actually don't know if you've seen this because I posted it yesterday. I made this diorama, um, like a, a big circle, like a cork, circular cork mat, like the ones you have under your uh, pots and pans, you know, in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I uh, like made it up with like grass and uh, stones and everything, and I painted like three Basilean minis, and they're kind of fighting three Night Stalkers on this little diorama. Oh, that's cool! Yeah, and I uh, I dropped it off at the local gaming store, uh, which is called Outland, so, and they they wanted to have it in like their glass uh, showcase. That's awesome. Yeah, Sweet. so I was really, really happy, and uh, and I used some of my. I mean, these are my miniatures from the Kickstarter, uh, so I'm kind of using my, my own resources to make it happen. But I, I, I thought we should, I should try to, because they've they've actually started taking in Vanguard minis now for sale. So uh, I think we should, 
as a local community try to you know get push some, it a uh, little bit more yeah right? exactly so i made this cool diorama and also there's like the, the you know I, I don't know if you've seen because i mean you, you told me jake that you haven't really been checking out vanguard a lot but you, did you know that there, every model has a card like you can look no on, i didn't know that so you, you can, of, of course, just make a list on Easy Army or something, but uh, also when you buy these warbands, you get a little stack of cards, and uh, each card is like, uh, you know, Bowman, and it says the stats and special rules. Oh. Uh, I like these, that. It's really cool, and uh, also then they can sell like uh, some models, maybe like a command group, and then you get like the card for, uh, when you buy it, you get the card, so you don't actually need to go on Easy Army. You could just use the card, sort of. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And the, the cards for those six models on my diorama, I put like next to the display. So if people see that there are like cards and the, the little image on the card matches the, the model on the display. Uh, you know, so they um, so the, sh the store can really say like, this is Vanguard, you play with these minis. And uh, you Here's see what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. here are the cards with the stats on. And uh, I even glue a couple of those special dice onto the diorama. These uh, kind of the same as the Walking Dead dice. Um, mm -hmm. Like with like uh, different symbols on them, so uh, yeah, I, I felt like I've, I've really done my part now for kind of trying to push uh, Vanguard and you know by by association Kings of War a little bit on the yeah nice that's, that's super awesome yeah also I've been um, painting up some uh, large monsters I've been uh, pulling up my seventy five millimeter uh, uh, bases. Or uh, you know, cork frames and trying to make some of my, some of my monsters into bigger monsters. I did see your base. Yeah, for yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I made. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna make one of those new undead dragons, like the big one. Okay. Because um, I have a lot of dragons left over. So uh, and and it, and this chance for me to use a dragon is good. <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> the famous dragon. <laughs> Buying so shopping spree. I can go like this dragon is from 1987, <laughs> but, uh, you know. And uh, also, I make I'm making uh, like my old Nagash mini is going to become uh, the new undead. Uh, what's it called again? Ap Apophysis or yeah, Apathy, mm -hmm. Master yeah, of Death. Apathy, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so and he's also on the 75. So I'm, I'm really. I really like the 75 size. I just realized when I was working on these models because it really gives um, a little extra room for some, you know, little diorama action. Mm -hmm. uh, I got some like uh, gravestones around Nagash and some swirling ghosts and some of that going on. Nice. And uh, so even if the mini doesn't actually fill the whole base, you can you can get a little creative, you know, get some extra stuff on there. I think a lot of people uh, mentioned this several times. Like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, if it was a little bit bigger basis, the 50 millimeter is, you know, tiny. Yep. Yes. It's really tiny, and just a few, few extra millimeters makes a big makes difference. a big difference. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I'm really liking the 75 size. Uh, only the concern I have, which I thought about just recently, is that uh, it's about like packing and transporting. Mm. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> because uh, I mean, I guess if you if you if you're used to just driving and putting everything in the in a box, you should be fine. But I usually take it on like airplanes and right. and stuff. And I would use I would need like a like a taller foam tray, and it would just fill up. It just completely should, changes it, right? Yeah, it should work, but it actually will hinder me. And I can't take a lot of them because I would actually run out of space. Mm, okay. So, uh, but well, it's been uh, it's been fine. So, um, been painting a little and getting some Vanguard games in, and that's about it for me, I guess. 
Sure. Yeah. So how about you guys? Games and hobby? Um, I actually haven't played Kings of War um, for a couple of weeks now, but I've been painting and prepping uh, stuff for Siege of Augusta in January, and then for same thing for Masters. Um, so I've been painting, trying to get a second horde of slave orcs painted. Um, and then I have two regiments of half-breeds to also paint. So that's what I've been doing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a decent amount. Yeah, yeah. The, they, the, the half-breeds paint up really, really quick. Um, the slave orcs take a little bit more time, but my my paint job right now is very, like, speed technique. So it, it it's, right. yeah, it's going. Watching one piece while doing it. So... Oh yeah, yeah that's <laughs> glorious. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I haven't done anything. It's <laughs> 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 a couple of weeks. Oh my god. You have five minutes uh, to spare to tell about your hobby, Mike. So there it is. <laughs> there it is. Nothing. Just the sound of tumbleweeds and <laughs> right and, and the lonely. Uh, yeah. This is actually the reason why this segment is kind of halfway into the podcast for us because we also had these times yeah. where we would start the podcast and like so what have you been doing and it's like nothing and i feel like it's kind of a downer to <laughs> right. kick off the podcast with that you know <laughs> i think That's i'm sort of point. mike in that sense you know usually on this podcast because i mm -hmm. i have like burst of sort of times when i can you know do a lot but yeah right. like a year before i actually do anything again yeah you right. usually go in like uh like a roller coaster uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right there with yeah. you that is exactly how it works <laughs> <laughs> well um i have, the burst. I have one other games and hobby uh thing actually yeah, sure. uh, i'll give you guys a sneak preview of a project that i've been working on with a couple people um i'm releasing along with some other guys a uh, kings of war website um, that's going to oh. be called uh, dash twenty eight dot org. Um, yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah, it's going to be. I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, the Warhammer community at all. Um, the page that GW does. Um, um, no, not really. So, like, they do uh, weekly articles on a ton of different stuff GW is doing. Not important what they're covering, but we thought it'd be cool if there was something like that for uh, Kings of War. So, yeah. um, myself, Rob Fanouf, um, Joey Greek. Uh, Greg and um, Mike Adkins and Billy Capgun and a bunch of other people are um, writing up some content and on January 1st the website's going to launch and we're going to have weekly uh, articles posted on there. Um, All right. So it's going to be pretty cool. Um, so I've been working on that pretty hard. To I'm the guy who's trying to make sure everybody's meeting their writing deadlines and going through and skimming what everybody's writing to make sure it's not, you know, got a ton of typos or something and i've also <laughs> been writing my own stuff so <laughs> uh, so it'll wow, be pretty that's, cool uh, that's cool will there be any message boards on these there will be no message boards there will be oh, comments no. and we have a facebook page but no message boards unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> dash 28 yep um so wow. uh basically dash28.org um but when you go to the website it looks like the nerve value dash 28 Mm -hmm. And the tagline is, we bring you a legion of content. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because like the Orc Legion is like 28 uh, I think, uh, on the route value. Yeah, there's a couple. Um, the, uh, the zombie one was the one we thought of immediately because I play a lot of Undead. So we've got like a zombie as our like mascot right now. Um, oh, yeah. We thought I think Some 28 is the highest nerve value. Oh yeah, dash 20. I'm looking right now at the EC army, and I can mm. can confirm that it's dash 28 on the <laughs> yes, Zombie yeah. Legion. Dash slash. Uh, 
Right. Okay. right Unless right. You, you can, of course, uh, <laughs> pump it up even further, I guess, with the rally one and uh, the item. That true, true. Dash 30. <laughs> yeah. That would be a weird URL, though. Right. Yeah, dash 30 would be so weird. <laughs> no. it, just, it doesn't make sense at that point. <laughs> well, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, it's coming uh, January 1st, and um, one thing I'm working on is uh, a army member, army of the month sort of thing, where I'm going to get in touch with community members every month and have like a bunch of pictures of their army and like a short interview with them about their army. Um, yeah. So we've got two people lined up for pre-release and then one person lined up for January and stuff, so it should be a cool way to see pictures, because like... On Fanatic's page, you'll see some really cool projects, but they disappear so quickly that if you want yeah. to ever go back and mm -hmm. like see it again, you're like, well, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, sometimes you see them on the like the bus uh, as you leave the bus or something, and right. you just like, oh, that's cool. I'm gonna check that later, and then you're at work, and it's yeah. three and hours come by, and you're unable to find it. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. gone. So, that yeah. happens with me sometimes. I kind of press, uh, press like refresh, and like, oh, look at that. But I had this bad habit of pressing refresh twice. <laughs> and then it goes away again. It's gone. And, and then I can't oh. find it. <laughs> it's like it just randomizes uh, sometimes. Yeah, fresh right. <laughs> and it's just gone. Wow. Uh, I actually have one more thing noted up for the games and hobby too. It's um, and that's uh, you, you remember last uh, cast Lars we talked about the Cronius and how I was not yeah. really happy with the model. <laughs> that's true. Mm -hmm. And it's actually changed now to what. You know, kind of what I wanted it to, to change. Yeah, listen to, the, yeah. listen to us. Yeah. So it became like a stumpy giant, basically. Mm. Uh, more like a physical Cornelius, stumpy yeah. guy with a, like an area of effect blast. Because um, we, or, and many have said before that, like, oh, it doesn't really match, you know, because it's like an what it does, ethereal. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's as cool. They changed it. We're, yeah, we're yeah. back in the game. <laughs> I, I, I like the new rules for it a lot. I think it's it's uh, it's much cooler because I think it's it's tied back with the background really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, I like it. So now I might just paint that up uh, anyway. Uh, ooh, I've been having some trouble. I, I just re remember this because the Cronius is a resin, and uh, I've been really struggling with uh, the resin. Uh, I I know that I'm supposed to like wash it in soapy water and stuff, but I haven't mm -hmm. really. You know, I don't really have a habit of doing it, so I usually just go for it and try. <laughs> but uh, it just really gets like um, the paint just goes, it just kind of runs off. It doesn't sit to the, to the hmm. resin. Is that a thing? Yeah, I, I think like the oil that they use in the press mold, if you don't wash it with soapy water, like a, occasionally it'll have like the residue and the paint mm. will like just go right off the surface because of the residue. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's been happening a lot, and, and uh, actually a lot of those Vanguard resins are very much like that. So um, I've been painting them and just just struggling, because uh, yeah, I didn't really think about it. Uh, that's what the cat always wants to lick the lick the oils. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're toxic. You might. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, uh, I actually. Um, uh, I glued up like a couple of uh, models, and I and then I realized after gluing them, like, oh fuck, I'm okay. I'm gonna do it now because my last model I struggled so hard. So I went down and got some of those like a dish, uh, not, like a dishwasher <laughs> um, soap, and uh, just got a little got a toothbrush that I keep together with my <laughs> brushes, and just uh, took the toothbrush to it, 
and like yeah you know that's that's got to do it and still when i painted it there were a couple of places where the paint kind of just purled up and ran off you gotta put them on the dishwasher on the pots and pans (laughs) yeah it's crazy how how long am i supposed to keep it in in soapy water how do you know if something is resin or not Oh, you, you, they're like really you, pearly you know. white. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you know ah, when you look yeah, at yeah. it. Yeah. And they're purely pure white and very crisp. So mm-hmm. I actually actually broke a part of my, um, oh, what's that cool Abyss, um, Basilean like female priest with like a... a flail guy? Yeah, like a flail, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, know I broke talking. her hammer off. Just sort of, oh, <laughs> let's, let's pull this girl off, no. off the sprue. And I click. What? Yeah. No. So I had to I glued it back on, but you know it's it's never gonna be the same. Uh, it's it's gonna so it broke <laughs> off when I painted her like click oh. <laughs> so yeah, not I'm not really happy with the resin actually. Just the roll with it an RP that she lost her hand or something. Her, uh, <laughs> well, she didn't lose her hand. Ah, right, right. Her, it was just um, the hammer is broken off. She could be wielding the stick yeah. like the, the shaft of the hammer. She hit Corneas in the face and it broke. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Yeah, so I was so happy when I got the um, uh, when I like put those resin molds aside and the the rest was like uh, plastics. So mm-hmm. it was so mm-hmm. much easier to paint because um, now I'm like uh, don't really like those resin minis. <laughs> they're 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 not look nice, <laughs> but they're they're hard for me to paint. I have quite a few of them, so now you've uh, given me the reminder <laughs> to paint to to definitely wash them. <laughs> yeah, yeah do, do it because well. I've had resin minis before, but I've just gotten away with it. Didn't have no need to to worry. You can't but, just leave them in the sun and it just dries or something. No, I don't think so. <laughs> in the sun? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. man. All right. Cool. Well, I guess that's it for games and hobby. Yeah. Unless someone else has something to add. Any Sadly, more, uh, no. Guys? <laughs> All right. Cool. That's an epic moment. All right, so I think we are on to epic moment. Ooh, epic moment slash Seinfeld moment. <laughs> oh, is uh, this not game related again, or what do you mean? I mean, priority one is game ah, okay. related, but yeah. since uh, there there are few and <laughs> far in between, so uh, real life moments are are perfectly acceptable. Sure, I have uh, a. A pretty funny uh, Seinfeld moment that a coworker told me about. If you guys yeah. want to hear about that, yeah, nice. Later. Sure. So um, I have this coworker, and she she was my old supervisor. But when I switched jobs, you know, we keep in touch over Facebook. And the new person who took my old position started, and she said, "Yeah, I actually uh, ended up stopping by his house accidentally this morning." And I was like, "How do you accidentally stop by someone's house?" And so she was dropping stuff off to this lady in her neighborhood who, like, sponsors um, families for Christmas and, like, brings them presents and food and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so she was going to drop food off at this person's house, right? And so she knocks on the door and she's, like, in her pajamas and, you know, and whatnot. And the person who answers the door is her new, you know, employee who has my old position. (laughs) (laughs) What? And apparently he lives with this person, like, um, (laughs) like rents a room from her. And it's like completely like random that like, (laughs) so like she opens the door and she's like, what the fuck? Like, that is weird. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And like, like, so like they have this like awkward moment where like, she's like trying to explain what's going on. And like in the back of her head's like, am I going to have to have a weird conversation? Like (laughs) this like person who just started a week ago who barely knows me, like. Well, like, a small world. 
right? Like, and so like similar to um, was it Fred or Lars who was like eating lunch and like trying to work on something and like made well, small yeah, that was talk me. and yeah. <laughs> So similar to that, where she like was like feeling obligated to like make small talk with him, and like yeah. it was, like it was weird. Like I don't even know what I said, but I hope it wasn't like too bizarre. Like, <laughs> yeah, because what? Because she was probably probably going going like, uh, "Hi, is that lady here?" So sort of? right, I wasn't here to see you, but oh, 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 it's you. I know. Like, did you live here? Yeah. <laughs> right, and she's like, "Yeah, apparently this guy dates this lady's um, son," and so like. Like a weird thing where, in a, in a way, I mean, I think he'd like already told her that he was gay, but like it like completely outed him. Like, also, like, so it's like, oh, like wow. multi layered right. of being weird. Like, or maybe the the leather outfit gave him away. <laughs> yeah, because all gay people walk around with leather, uh, right? Sure. Isn't that your, uh, your, the, our least favorite part from the Sopranos that we talked yeah. about? Yeah. Um, have you have you seen that? Uh, have you I seen have, The Sopranos, guys? I have not. I have. You, you know it's... where where um, that guy gets like busted for being in like a gay club? Yeah. And yeah. it's like, why would he wear like? Why would he be at a gay club so close to his like? Right. You know, <laughs> and why yeah. would he wear like a da- leather daddy outfit? Uh, right. He it's, he uh, he should know stupid. that they come there to collect payments. You know. And yeah, if he was it's... just walking around in civilian clothes, he could have, like, you know, at least, like, yeah, I'm here to collect, collect money. <laughs> what are he, you doing here? Like... He probably thought he had an invisibility cloak on, and that's, that's how it ends up being a problem, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, uh, we just uh, yeah. get so it's annoyed. It's like it's just put in the story to, to create some sort of uh, drama, sort of. And I remember thinking that when I saw that episode. I was like, you know, this, mm. it's, it's, it's the only way they're going to move the plot forward. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that was silly. It's like, it's like yeah, I could understand it if it was like the Blue Oyster Bar or something because you know you have to sort of walk around with leather outfit. There it is. Nice, but that was a good one. Very awkward, Jake. Perfect for the segment. Perfect. I'm good for awkward moments. I have a lot of them. But true friends, apparently. I have. I just had one coming in here today. I was on the bus and. That's awkward. This uh, this uh, lady sat next to me, and she had her mom, I think, on 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 speakerphone, of course, because young people these days they're unable to have hold their phone to their ear. Ugh. They just press speaker, and then the whole bus can hear. <laughs> so I know, I now know that her name is uh, Iris. Okay. It's a very very posh name, and she mm-hmm. was from the posh side of town, and uh, I I had to hear all about her mother saying like uh, how she had um, had like so many ear infection when she was a child, <laughs> and um, that's probably what you have now, and uh, you should go get a, like you see this this doctor, and uh, you should get like a cure of you know medication for that. And uh, her father stepped in. No, oh, you should just uh, get some salt water. <laughs> the father's on speakerphone as well. Yeah, because he had he had them like he, um, she she obviously had called her parents and yeah. and had them on speaker. And they actually discussed her her like her medical history and stuff. Oh, and speakerphone. Wow. Yeah, get speakerphone, man. She had like an ear infection Oof. apparently, and her mom was like, "Yeah, you had that a lot when you were a child. I remember." <laughs> And I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm sitting here having to listen to. I mean, you, you usually are a bit, you're a bit guarded, you know, about your medical yeah, history. Yeah, should be. Oh, uh, she was not. So like I know mom. all kinds of stuff about this <laughs> girl now. 
At least it wasn't some sort of, you know, anal disease or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and their mom was like, yeah, it's really hard to get that out if you first get it up there. Right. Your father had that. Right. Yeah. Several times. <laughs> What we used to, what we used to, to, to fix it for <laughs> a good old anal sex. Uh, that's right. That's it. Jesus. At, at the library uh, where I work, um, on how at, does that segue to the library? <laughs> you see, at the library where I work, on three separate occasions, I've had to tell people to not call, um, like sex yeah. hotlines and put it on speakerphone uh, in the what? library. Wow. <laughs> Wow! You can't just shush them. <laughs> <laughs> like I walk over and be like, "I'm sorry, sir. You can't have your phone on the speakerphone, and you really, really shouldn't be calling those hotlines while in the public library." Oh my god! <laughs> That's weird. Right? <laughs> Super weird. Do they do they say, take some kind of pride in letting people know that, what? like, yeah, I call sex hotlines. <laughs> I don't Boom. know. In like, the library. They're like walking around the branch trying to like I guess feel like they're in like quieter areas, but it's like <laughs> no. echoing around and you're like, Oh, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> oh my god. God damn it. They're like, Yeah, I have a libido, uh, I'm alpha, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Are these old people that don't know that they yes. are on speakerphone? Okay. Well, it's weird because there's old people who, like, I'll have to tell them to take off speakerphone. They look at me shocked. They're like, I can't talk on the phone. I was like, no, you can talk on the phone. You just can't have it on speaker. And they're like, I don't even know what that means. They'll, like, I'll hang right. up and storm oh, out yeah. of the library. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <Wow. laughs> so they can't, they can't tell the difference. Oh, yeah. Right? There's I also, guess if, yeah. you hold it to, if you hold it to your ear, then I guess you wouldn't really tell the difference, actually. Right. Like, I think they just... You would, but... Uh... Right. Well, you would, yeah. because people are weird. looking at you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Do you just get disgusted looks when you're not on speakerphone? Like, what... Right? You, Jake, what you should do, which would really freak him out, is just walk up and, you know, start... Uh, start start talking off. it. <laughs> well, let's... Like, hey... Can I listen in and start touching yourself? In? Stand next to him, get into right? it. It's a free, yeah, it's a free sex hotline call. Yeah. I don't have to pay free, for it. Free jerk off. Yeah, don't even be that crash. Just stand right next to them, <laughs> facing them, but to, like, to the side of them and just looking right at them. Right? So, be, sometimes so your, so your some junk of the is people, almost touching. That would some be of the people like have like no... like. No sh- There's one guy who was asking for help with like uh, the internet on his phone, right? And he said, uh, I'm having trouble getting this oh, website. Can you, can you oh, show yeah. me? And I go, all right. And so I open up his web browser on his phone mm. because that's how you get to the internet. And he's like, no, no, don't open that. And oh. it's like, it's porn. And he's like, yeah. that's my B-time <laughs> website. And I was like, oh, all right, well, boy. we got to go to a different website. And he's like, well, um, I won't know how to get back to this, so I don't want to do that. And so I was like, well, that's the only way to go to the internet. You have to open a new website. So what that means is someone he knows went to a porn site for him on his phone and he has just permanently left it on yeah. his phone. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which means that he told to do what he likes. Right. He right? was yeah. like, listen, this is what I like. Go find me something like that. <laughs> All right, then. I'm, I'm a trooper. Here you go. Right? And this guy oh, just wow. kept it up. Which is, which, the whole interaction up until then, the guy calls someone, it just points the phone at him. How about this? No? All right, hold on. How about this? No? All right. How about this? Yeah? Okay, good. I'm leaving. Or maybe unless you're going to stay. Right? (laughs) Very helpful guy. (laughs) That that is a true pal. That's, 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 that's really, that's awkward. We have a lot of that at, uh, you know, at our 
Uh, yeah, I was going to say, because uh, uh. I, I think actually I encountered that myself, because we, we, um, we usually do like, like mobile service, uh, mm-hmm. give give out new phones for the employees and stuff, set yeah, it up. Fix problems. And, yeah, and I had one when, when I had to, when I actually went on the browser and there was a porn site. And, yeah. and then I had to like, you know, uh, poker face on, <laughs> just exit that and... Uh, Carry carry on the conversation. Well, right, I don't think anyone did Yeah, act like it didn't happen. Oof. Yeah, right. But I'm not sure Could if find it again. What? Could he find the web page back? I don't Maybe know. Maybe he. <laughs> 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 but I don't think he saw me see it. So, you know, no. so I just sort of closed it and then let's pretend I didn't see that. You right. Know, he's a grown man. He can do what he wants. And then <laughs> I sure. continued giving him the help. And then, but you know, you kind of uh, you, you're like. And he was probably like, you know, vice president of something. He should, yeah, you know, that's the thing. Right? Just, I don't know. I don't know why it would hold him to a higher standard, but it just seemed like you would, <laughs> you would, you know, be a little careful before you hand your phone over to. Well, yes, and that and that really is the standard. It's not, boy, I can't believe you looked at porn. It's, boy, I can't believe it's still on your phone and you handed me your phone. Right. Yeah. right? Like that is that is the thing. Like, how'd you get this far doing that? And this is a browser history, bro. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not just you know, cleansing cookies, browser or something. Yeah. And th- this is the, their work phones as well, and um, uh, yeah, your, and your works Wi-Fi. That's <laughs> true. It's very right. trackable. What are you doing? It's, it's you can crazy. track that easily. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah. <laughs> nice. Don't hit the player, Lars. Hate the game. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Ridiculous. Cool. I can't top any of that. I mean, I have it. I have it on. I have it on. An uncomfortable story, but it's not like that. <laughs> I. Uh, well. I, I, I. Well. Okay. So I'm at the. I'm at the dojo, and I'm. I get done teaching, and uh, I'm I'm back in the. Ch- I guess the story's starting. I'm back in the changing well, room. Right? Mike, the the best stories, Mike, are the ones who are not that funny, you know, because the Seinfeld stories are supposed to be like just awkward and exactly. slightly funny. So I right. probably good there. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. So I'm, mm. I'm 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 getting I'm I'm in the back. I'm getting changed, and, and another class is coming with a different uh, different style, different sensei. So he's back there, and I'm I'm talking to him, and a couple of his students roll in. Now I'm from I was born in Philadelphia, and so I was talking about uh, ang- uh, if you're from Philly, you're known usually the stereotype is that you're kind of up, uh, kind of angry. Uh, you're <laughs> okay. Um, we have we have the worst sports fans <laughs> in the world. We're just you know it's it's an angry city. We're angry that we're not New York City. Accurate, you know, <laughs> pretty much right. Um, so I just made the offhand comment like, you know, blah 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 blah, because we were talking about angry people and i was like oh those people it's like you're from philly oh just no <laughs> no uh you know no manners no cooth now this guy knows me so he yeah. knows i'm kind of making fun of myself by saying that right yeah like, oh, the worst the second worst is like from jersey because i lived in jersey for a year and uh, <laughs> oh those people they're the worst blah, blah 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 and i was just going off and we're both laughing about it and the one of his new students looks over and goes i was born in jersey and then there was just <laughs> silence. And I just and I kinda and in my mind I'm like, I'm just gonna let this marinate for a minute. Like I, I instead of just jumping in and going, No, 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 I was I, was, I lived there. I, just, I let it I let it go for about 15, 20 seconds, right? And he was just kinda looking at me, waiting for me to like apologize and I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was born in I was born in Philly, so I explained it to him. I go, I was born in Philly, I'm just kinda making fun of myself. I go, but was I wrong? And he looks at me and he goes, yeah. No. No, we are we are we are the worst people on the planet. I'm like, I know we are, like the worst people on the planet, right? He like tried uh, to make you feel bad, but then when he found out you were right. part of him, I called him on wow. it. He was like, Yeah, you're right. I mean, I can't argue. You know, That's, and he he was. It sounds like he was strangely kind of aggressive about it. Like, <laughs> but because he was from Jersey, it's not strange that he was aggressive about it. Right, right? <laughs> just about being from Jersey, right? Which is kind uh, of why I let it like sit there. I was like, No, here we go. So Where's it's this almost going? like it's almost like. He's like, I'm from, I'm from Jersey, 
and he stares at you and you're like, wait a minute, the way you're acting right now, could it be that you were... Yeah, you know <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That is exactly what it was. Yeah. Right, the yeah, irony was not lost yeah. on me. Right, and I was sitting there like, "This is delicious. This <laughs> moment is amazing." Right, even nice. though I'm the butt of the joke again, it was still perfect. So that's it's really cool when you have the nerve to t- let the joke stretch out a little bit further. Too. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. right? It's a little bit. <laughs> nice one. That actually reminded me of some, but I, I think I well I forgot it again. But I had uh, something similar, but uh, it slipped my mind. Sorry. Yeah, I had like a reverse Seinfeld uh, moment uh, yesterday. No, uh, on Friday. Okay. But you know, uh, I don't care about social norms. You know, if I don't like anyone, I just walk away from them. You know, while invisibility they're talking. Invisibility cloak. Yeah, yeah, just put an invisibility cloak and uh, walk away. <laughs> and he's out, right? Why are you taking this... up your pants? I'm leaving. <laughs> what? This is very close to the truth, isn't it? Yeah. You know, taking off pants and because you're talking about the Christmas party, right? Yeah, Christmas party. Yeah. yeah. There was a Christmas party at work on uh, Friday. And uh, I have a sort of it's a tradition by now. I leave early, right? I'm mm-hmm. I'm not social at all. I'm just being rude and angry <laughs> at the Christmas party. <laughs> so the first thing I do, I just microphone muted. You guys muted out there. Oh no! Oh! I was ready for the story. I'm on the edge of my seat. This is the worst. He's still recording. <laughs> And we're back. My windows just locked. <laughs> Fred tried so, to censor oh, me again. Did you did you hear that punchline? Oh, that uh, was great. It was the best. Lars is left. Yeah, Lars is left now, so he can't say. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a tribute to the best story in the world. Right. Are we still recording? I guess yeah, we're still recording. Okay, oh, so yeah, Lars, back to you. Where where were you? <laughs> yeah, I just I just uh, as I usually do on the Christmas party. I walk in. I just ignore everyone. Uh, go straight to the bear pong table, see if there's any action there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't play because uh, I don't well, want to be social. You're not a big sports guy, <laughs> are you? Uh, yeah, just waited for the dinner to start because that's usually what I do. I uh, eat the dinner and I leave, right? Mm-hmm. But this time, I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I was watching the, uh, the bear pong table and uh, I heard rumors that the food had been served. So I went to the, to the table to eat uh, and I was a bit late uh, so I got like a bad spot at the table like next to you know the crazy people basically at work so not the ones that you would like to no yeah so I just I ate half my meal I just I just stood up like in the middle of this guy's story about some politician or whatever and I just walked out and I didn't return <laughs> that's so, yeah. amazing that is awesome yeah, it's, you know, that's uh, closer to a proper epic moment, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, you can never do that in Seinfeld, could you? Because it would always always be like, oh no, I'm stuck. They here, would right? be they would be too um, like aware of uh, of yeah. their environment. Yeah, right. so you just sort of just cut through and just uh, walk down. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't I don't listen to bullshit, and I don't want to be <laughs> near people who do. Well. Um, well, I was not there this year, and it usually lasts a bit longer if I'm there as well. Yeah, that's true. But uh, this year, I guess you had no like support, so you just sort of <laughs> fuck it, I'm out. <laughs> no redeeming qualities. Tough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got I got a like a Snapchat from you like uh, seven o'clock. You like uh, I'm out, and uh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Party started at uh, you know six forty-five, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wow. I, I sent a snap to everyone at the party with like my face I just running through the corridor. Wow. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, this girl that we um, so me Lars and this girl we usually kind of hang out at these parties. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, but still she has and, and me and Lars always kind of left relatively early mm. so we have this uh, we ha- we've had this, this thing for a couple of years where we kind of suddenly r- run to the bus uh, but that's more like you know 11 in the p.m. But um, she never has the guts to join us. Although she always says, like next yeah. year, I'm gonna <laughs> join you guys when you when ah. you ditch because it's always I always regret like staying a little too long. Right. You know, and people start talking to me like, a bit a bit too heart to heart and you know <laughs> stuff like that. And and <laughs> and I'm sure she must have felt like, oh my god, Lars ditched already. Right. She like and she turns was, around uh, and there's like that dust cloud where he was. You know. Yeah. <laughs> And allegedly, she was deep in conversation. Well, she wasn't doing the talking, but she was being talked to. Yeah, mansplained by this guy. Oh my god! Didn't you say, Lars, that you saw some some terror in her eyes? Yeah, so desperation (laughs) in her eyes. When she saw you leave, she's like, "No, I'm trapped here." (laughs) And ten minutes later, I got a message from her just saying, "Pig." (laughs) (laughs) Because I left. (laughs) Oh, so many ways to take that, right? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure what she meant, really. I have yet to speak uh, to her because, you know, it's still Sunday, so I guess right, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so tomorrow will be exciting. How does it <laughs> yeah, take it? Absolutely. Yeah. Man, we really left her hanging. <laughs> oh, well. Well, you got to have uh, the strength to up and leave at some point, I guess. Although that was extreme. Yeah, yeah well. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, let's hope that the boss didn't notice. <laughs> he might take probably offense, not. too. He's probably already drunk. Yeah, <laughs> all right cool well that was a couple of uh, cool uh, moments too yeah <laughs> uh, i guess good. we are at the end of the segment list sadly so now it's just freestyling <laughs> wow. yeah, wait this well. wasn't freestyle <laughs> yeah i don't know what the rest of that was <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it certainly well. wasn't good content right? <laughs> <laughs> there never is <laughs> it is what it is that's it Cool. Well, we usually just round up. Uh, I'm sure we can keep chatting a bit after we stop recording, uh, yeah. but I think we'll leave it at that for this. Uh, yeah, this was awesome. Thanks for having us yeah, on, nice. guys. Yeah, thanks a lot for joining. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Really cool. And, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it, Thank you. It uh, it felt cool to actually be able to interact with you guys. Uh, yeah. Because it's kind of like, uh, right. I, I mean, maybe that's how you're feeling. It's like I'm listening to Unplugged Radio, but I can interact as well. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah, like, no, that's yeah. exactly yeah. pretty awesome. I, I had yeah. to remind myself a couple of times I was on a chat and not just listening to you guys. <laughs> right. You're like, oh, I have to answer, or I can actually answer this. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. I guess we are signing off for now. So cool. uh, this yeah. is Fred saying goodbye. It is uh, also Lars saying goodbye. Uh, this is Mike saying goodbye. Is that this is Jake. Right. <laughs> this is not how we usually do it at all. And, and Jake, <laughs> did you say goodbye? It's awkward. Yes, yeah, so goodbye. Say- <laughs> bye bye. This is so awkward. <laughs> you can reach us on Twitter at KLW Oslo. Or you can contact us by email, giantdwarfpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>